Alright, man. No, no, that's good. No so, I like that picture behind you. Oh, I thought I thought I put that up in honor of your uh, your hog hunt. Uh, you got we actually used um, thermals and night vision and uh, pressures on that. That was in Texas. Where was more at? Um, at least that one was somewhere around Austin, south of south east of Austin. You ready to do this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right, Leadheads. We are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Lefty, bringing you all the great gun gear and other stuff that you want to know about. Maybe music, maybe movies, maybe maybe it's just a picture of a, a rabbit. Who knows? I bring it to you. I was looking at ra- a rabbit. That's what took me a minute to get <laughs> back to the camera. When you joined, I was uh, uh, looking out my back door, and there was a rabbit, and uh, he's by the pool. And I'm constantly having to fish rabbits out of the pool because they get chased in there by by the critters that are out there. If it's a snake or it's a cat or a fox or something in our backyard. Uh, so I was just making sure that I wasn't going to have to fish him out <laughs> before before we got started. I'll check it. Remind me to check again when we get done. So uh, I'll do my best. Yeah, we uh. We have a lot of rabbits where we live, too. It's usually a problem for the dogs more than anybody else. Right. Yeah, well, I don't have dogs anymore, so they're, you know, I think that's probably why the population has, uh, has <laughs> yeah, picked up wrong. in our backyard. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, but if you didn't get a chance, make sure you go back to last episode where we had the editor of Skillset Magazine, Jason Swar, and man, was it a action-packed episode. Jason was nonstop full of stories about everything. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. We talked about his uh, his uh, time in service. He was a Marine for over twenty years. We talked about some of the uh, uh, more high profile guests that they've had on the cover of Skill Set, like Michael Rooker, Ryan Philippe. Um, uh, I, I don't remember. There were so many; it, it's hard to keep up with. But we also talked about his passion for horror films. Uh, so make sure you go back to that episode. It was over three hours long. Uh, grab you a nice cold drink, sit back, relax, enjoy it. I thought it would be the perfect Memorial Day weekend episode. So hope you let heads yeah. had an opportunity to listen to that. Are you, do you know Jason? I don't. I've not, I haven't had a chance, uh, chance to meet him yet, but uh, I did start listening to it a little bit this morning and then uh, yeah, got distracted with work. But, yeah, it's uh, so he seems like a really interesting guy. So, first-hand account from one of our leadheads that has listened to the the episode, it, Leadhead Jason says, Lefty, what a great episode. I think it was about skill set, but turned out to be a great squirrel moment. We chase squirrels on this this episode, this show. <laughs> uh, we start one way, and we end up c- completely different. Uh, you have to have Those him on. Most fun conversations, though. That's right. That's right. You have to have him on more, which we are planning to. Uh, can't wait to hear the Trench Art AK episode if you decide to do it. I also love the 80s horror movies and collecting stuff. Just wanted to say you got it. You got to fit him in wherever you can. Took me back to the 80s, LOL. Leadhead Jason. So there you go. It was a definitely action-packed episode. And yes, we are going to have um, Jason. Jason. Um, Jason? Jason sent the thing about Jason. Uh, Swar yeah. on again 
Uh, and we were talking about uh, doing trench art. You remember what trench art is? I'm not. So during during wartime, when uh, the troops are down and inactive, you know, and this has been going on since since wars have always been, you know, soldiers will start scratching into things, their shields, their butt stocks, you know, whatever it may, their helmets, you know, they'll draw stuff. And, uh, he's, he's been into the, um, AK 47 trench art lately. So he's been finding furniture that's got, um, trench art uh, on it. So we're going to, we're definitely going to do an episode about that on the AK corner. But before we do that one, we're actually going to have an AK versus AR episode. That's going to be this month's AK corner. So we're going to get some AK. Right. That's right. Everybody, you know, which, which is better, the AK or the AR? Um, but, it, you know, it boils down to a personal preference. But it, we're going to have fun with it. We're going to have some experts on to give their uh, definitive opinions as to why one is better than the other. And uh, who knows? I mean, we may even go down a different road and throw another gun in. You just never know. So, <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm looking forward to finding out. <laughs> now, I know you're you're an AR guy. You're in three gun competition. And yeah, let me so, let me introduce our guest. I'm sorry. So, yeah. joining us today with AccuFire Technology, making some of the uh, uh, best thermal night vision optics on the market today. And he's holding one up there. If you're watching us on the the YouTube's. Uh, is Brandon Sisson. He is the CO, COO, one of the owners of AccuFire Technology. Brandon, welcome in. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. It's uh, really first off, thanks for having me. It was really good meeting you last week. At probably the coolest event that I've been to since I've been part of this industry. Yeah. So the Iraq Veteran eighty eight eighty eight Range Day, the the infamous <laughs> Range Day. <laughs> now understood why it's infamous. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of shooting and and collaborating that goes on during that event, and that's like you said, that's where we met. So that was your first uh, Iraq vet range day. It was, yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, as a company, this is our first year to really kind of step out and do more than just a basic show. So this is the this is the year we decided to kind of put gasoline, and we've been saying around the office a lot, put gasoline on the company and just let it burn and let's just go after everything. So that's what we're doing, and it's been been a ride it's been fun yeah well just just the uh, short time and exposure that i got with your optics during that event i was impressed and obviously that's why we wanted to have you guys on the show so thank you uh, for the short you know short notice that i gave you to be on and uh, the, i think the leadheads are really going to learn a lot on this one yeah well, i'm excited the opportunity to, to come on here was a was a big deal so we're we were glad that you know kind of worked out for both of us and uh you know and i think that's been the, the coolest thing about this whole past year was to get uh, industry buy-in because all the optics we made were made specifically for shooters. We're all shooters. We wanted to make purpose-driven optics for shooters. So the fact that all the, you know, quote-unquote shooters of the industry came out there and loved our stuff, it uh, it really solidified everything that we've done in the past two years. Yeah, and uh, like I said, specifically, we're going to be talking about their thermal night visions. And for those that are watching the video, I've got a hog hunt. Uh, that I did with me and Nick Atkinson there on the back where we were using some uh, thermals and suppressors in uh, Texas on a hog hunt. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit too. Brandon's got, I don't know if we want to, of course, by the time they hear it, you'll already be there. So we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. The the one you're getting ready to go on. 
Uh, but oh, I'm yeah, going to so turn that background off now. So there we go. There it is. There's all the pretty stuff. Bam. <laughs> yeah. But we were talking about no. the AR versus the AK, and you're an AR guy. You're a three gun competitor. So you you shoot in three gun competitions. How long have you been doing that? So uh, I guess about a year and a half now. So I'm fairly. The reason that I actually started three gun was to learn more about uh, the optics and why we use optics a certain way. Uh, my background for the company comes from uh, been a tech consultant in the startup world for for a while and always been in and around the two A spaces, just being a hobby and also being a vet. You know, so uh, I I started competing and then I'm one of those people. Once I dove in, once I found how addicting three gun was, it it became it became a problem. Thankfully, my wife's pretty forgiving because we've been shooting a lot. Um, <laughs> so is she, and, does and, she yeah. shoot also? She doesn't. You know, I've, I've got one of the wives who she will go and watch me but couldn't care less, uh, will not pick up a rifle, and she just and she's fine. But now she does know how to sweep the house and run a shotgun and stuff like that. We've got set up just in case, you know, when I'm out. But there you go. As far as going to ranges, she couldn't. She now, couldn't when you say sweep the house, for those that think you're being a misogynist, there he, he means <laughs> he he means assessing the dangers the in the house and clearing yeah. the house. Yeah. Fine off a room, all that good stuff. He's like, now, what a sexist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, of our lady listeners general, out there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so uh, no, she could. She all went to go. There's one time though, I went to did my mile shoot. Uh, I think she regretted not do shooting that day. She had an opportunity to do it. Um, but other than that, no, she she's just fine with being a cheerleader. So um, we were talking a little bit off air there, and uh, you were talking about how you haven't been doing it as much lately because um, the three gun in your area has kind of died down a little bit. Was that due to the pandemic or what? Uh, what well, do you attribute it uh, to? You know, uh, no, there's uh, with you know not without it speaking out of turn. It's not really. There was just a range that we all. It was a probably one of the best ranges that I, I've been to. Uh, just you know they weren't over, able to keep up for for you know reasons basically beyond beyond their control. Uh, so when that shut down, that was a place we competed every weekend. So when that when that was gone, it just kind of you know that vac. There's a vacuum now. There's still some, but we are kind of scrambling now to as a community uh, to build a new gun range up here. That's going to be. Okay. You know, so you're just talking like the locally there, you guys had a place and you would do it uh, quite. Okay. I got you. So are you, are you planning on traveling around to some of these bigger events and, and three gun competitions? Yeah, so we've got a, we've got a team. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Adam Popperwell and team son uh, who are both, I don't know if you know, know the names. They're both uh, heavy. Uh, they both shoot for Magpul. Uh, they're uh, three gun heavy champions. Uh, so they're both shooting for us uh, currently. Um, I try to compete with them, and uh, made our company look bad, so they told me to stop. So, <laughs> but that's how you so, get better, man, is competing uh, with the I, best. They, you know, so, and I kind of agree with them. They're like, you know, you just compete, but don't wear any of our logos on your stuff. So <laughs> that was being, uh, the brand guy. They're like, I, you know, I, like, I agree. So. Um, I've got to disagree with that, man, because you've got to show every level of skill sets you know, with your, with your, uh, yeah. your product on there saying, you know, we support the beginning shooter all the way up to, you know, the most advanced shooter. So you might want to rethink yeah. that one. <laughs> well, I think, I think it was more for the, one of the leaders of the company being such a bad shot was the issue. More. I got you. Uh, I got you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but we, yeah, no, it's more of a joke. No, I, I, uh, I compete as much as I possibly can. I've actually, uh, I would say the PRS has become where I've, uh, I've really fallen in love with the longer, long distance shooting. So I, I do, as much PRS as I probably You know, I hear that a lot with 
people that get into the the shooting competitions, they eventually seems like they gravitate to the the precision rifle competitions more. Yeah, I think the thing about you know being a little bit older too, uh, you know, and injuries and, and the the PRS is a little less taxing on you. Yeah, uh, but there's something very relaxing about you know still being under a, uh, a, a time crunch, but having to get off precise shots and be able to get your breathing and all that. There's something. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. And it's yeah. become a little There's bit just something better. rewarding about reaching out, you know, yeah. 300 to 800 to 1200 yards and, yeah. and hitting something. You know, it's just, I did. Especially that. with the 308. You know, yeah. you're, you're shooting you're something shooting. that big, you know. Yeah. It's something that big yeah. and hitting it. You know, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. That's, so, yeah. I've been, I would say that I've been in a lot more PRS than anything else, but. As far as that goes, I mean, still, you're going to run AR in the PRS and the gas gun series. It's still going to be an AR platform uh, uh, setup. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've got the Triarch 17.3 is my is – my, Hold it my up. Baby. Hold it up. We like gun porn here. We, we're, we're doing video yeah. now, so. That's true. So this is actually my PR – this is actually – sorry, my three-gun setup is also my pig gun. So that's my – Very I nice. I ran out of room there. At the OSS, uh, back it up just a little bit. There we go. <laughs> just hold it. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see, well, the good thing about this too, this is what I was talking about. You know, with our the it being my three gun, also being my night gun, is you know, is I can go to a three gun competition and at night I just put that on there and my thermal is ready to go. So what so he did for those that are listening, he's holding up his three gun. He's got looks like a one to eight or one to six um, scope on the there. One to eight. Okay, yeah. and that's one of the AccuFires, one to eight. First focal plane, second focal plane? This was our first focal plane, our one to eight. Atro, our Atro series is our first focal plane, okay. uh, one to eight. And then he took their thermal, and he plopped it in front of it on the rail. Uh, and then it's he got, got a the, dual cantilever mount, uh, which kind of helps that really hold that zero, not move around on the rail. So you have – we tried it originally with one. Uh, lever, uh, but didn't really hold as well. With two, it just really locks it in on both sides, so you hold zero really well. Yeah, very cool. And we're going to talk more about uh, AccuFire, their optics, and uh, what all they got going on. Uh, but first, we've got to thank the sponsors of the Talking Lead podcast. So make sure you go show all our sponsors some love by going and buying their products. It is one the the best thing that you can do. And two is use those discount codes that we give you or those affiliate links that we hook you up with. Mission First Tactical. You go to missionfirsttactical.com. I just recently built a 7.62 by 3.9 AR, and uh, I put this buttstock on it. It's the uh, Mission First Tactical Aluminum Minimalist. And uh, this is just like their um, the polymer one that they make, but it's aluminum. Uh, and it's just as light, if not lighter. And obviously you get the benefit of the aluminum and the strength in that buttstock. Uh, and then of course they make holsters there. They make our dump trays that we, that we do here at Talking Lead. We've got the AK corner with our AK corner logos on there. You can go to Mission First Tactical and get, get those. Uh, we actually use these for our smithing trays. So when we're gunsmithing and throwing our parts and our dirty things on there, uh, these things hold up really well. This is ink injected, so that's not going to scratch off. It's actually in the uh, the material, the Kydex there. 
And uh, they can do your own logos. You can go and get our Talking Lead logos. Um, Mission First Tactical. They even do uh, CS spray there. So we've got uh, some of that right here, too, we're showing you. Mission First Tactical, great furniture with their hand guards, their grips. We were talking about grips earlier. If you haven't tried out Mission First grips, you need to try out their grips. And their 30-round magazines. They can even do the same thing. You can put your logo on your magazines. It's on both sides. You can't see it. It's in the bag right here. I got one laying around loose somewhere. Um, but Mission First Tactical, they got uh, AR-10 magazines, AR-15 magazines. Uh, in addition to all that other stuff, check them out. Use the code LEADHEAD, and you're going to get 20% off. But if you're listening to this right now, their website is going through an upgrade or something, and that code's not working. So shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com, if you're having issues with the code, and I will put you directly in touch with uh, their guy there at Mission First, and he'll make sure that you get the discount code. But hopefully by the time you're hearing this, they've got it resolved and it's working. Uh, but thank you to you leadheads. I can't remember who sent me the the email saying the code wasn't working. Uh, but we did bring that to their attention, and it should be fixed any day now. Mission First Tactical. Check them out. And, of course, SEAL-1 for your clean, lube protecting needs, SEAL-1.net. They've got the CLP that comes in different delivery systems. So they've got like a paste right here that you can use. They've got a liquid. They've got an aerosol. They've got pre-soaked pads. Uh, and then you can buy this cool kit that I was holding up that's got the paste, the liquid. It's got a brush. It's got the pre-soaked wipes. It's got a towel in there. Uh, and we give away one of these on every episode of the AK Corner. So make sure you tune into the Talking Lead AK Corner and uh, see if you're a winner on these. We've given away five so far. Episode six coming up when we do the AR versus AK. And these things are great for AKs, especially if you're shooting that corrosive uh, ammo crap because it does protect against corrosion. Seal1.net, code LEADHEAD, 25% off. So there you go. Um, more sponsors and stuff. And as you watch the video, I'll have scrolling messages up uh, for some of our other sponsors. Go to the links. Uh, I mentioned last episode, ASP USA. We've got affiliate links on our website. And I just want to show them real quick what that looks like. Um, Brandon, I'm going to share my screen here. Boom. I see it. Okay. So, Leadheads, you go to TalkingLead.com, and for ASPUSA, that's Armament Systems and Procedures, they're the people who make those awesome batons, the police batons, the handcuffs. They've got the flashlights that you hear me talk about all the time, the dual-fuel flashlights, uh, and the red guns. Are you familiar with red guns? I am. Yeah, so you've heard of the blue guns. ASP has the red guns which they take it a step further and they give you the ability to practice your reload. So they've got mag drops on their pistols, on their rifles. Uh, they've got knives there. They've got handcuffs um, in these. So if you're, you're practicing your defensive move, whatever it may be, uh, there's AR. I got an AR over here somewhere. Here's an AR. It's got the adjustable butt stock on it got the mag drop. Yeah, I, can't, I 
Can't see you. I can just see the screen. Do I have a... Oh. <laughs> That's right. I'm sharing my screen. So I'll come back. I'll show those. But uh, go to the website uh, and then scroll down just a little bit and you'll see a, a link for the Armament Systems and Procedures. And it's 15% off when you use the link on my website. But when you go there at checkout, use the code LEADHEAD, all caps, to make sure you get that 15% off. Uh, but you have to go to my website. You can click on any of those pictures I've got with the 15% off. Uh, and you, it's, it's anything on their website that's not on sale or like on special. So any of the regular price stuff, 15% off. Uh, use my link on my website, Leadhead. So there you go. That's all I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch right now. We'll pitch some more later. So let's stop sh- let's stop sharing my screen somehow. <laughs> Boom! There we go. Am I back? There you are. All right. So here's the red guns I was showing you. So so it's got yeah. the mag drop. It comes with two mags. Here's the AR. So great for practicing your reloads. If you're a three gunner, you just want to they, practice. They great stuff. Yeah, they've got the rail so you could mount your optics on there to get the uh, proper weight and everything. Your lights, whatever it may be. Uh, like I said, they've got other. They've got handcuffs. They've got uh, red flashlights, practice flashlights, and everything. So. Uh, check them out. I actually have the uh, handcuffs and baton on my security belt right now. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah, I've got one of their new, it's like a minimalist baton, the smaller ones. That's what I have. It's the. Uh, it's because I do some PPO work and I carry it with me. Yeah, yeah. It's great for an EDC bag too. Definitely. Yeah, it is. Yep. So there you go, uh, Leadheads. Go and uh, support those that make this show possible. Uh, and then also Keltec. Keltec Weapons, 30 years of innovating Uh, In the firearms industry, they are going to be the host for Talking Lead and the Lead Quarters at the 2021 NRA in Houston. So if you guys are going to be there, make sure you come by the Keltec booth. And we'll have the studio set up there, Brandon. We've uh, we've sent our booth application in, so hopefully we will be there. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing you. Definitely. It's going to be a good time in Houston. It's going to be a hot time in Houston. Now, you're, you're based out of Texas, right? Yeah, we're in north central Texas, so we're about uh, four and a half, five hours north of Houston. Okay, very good. We're real close to the Oklahoma border. We're going to talk more about Brandon, AccuFire, their products, uh, what all they got going on. Uh, but first, what I hear is that jack wagon train rolling in. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, simplified do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. That's awesome, man. Yeah. He, uh, I worked for GT Distributor for a while, and he, was, he came to a lot of their events. I hate that we lost him, man. He was, a, he was a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. So we still honor the Gunny. Uh, he is the conductor of our Talking Lead Jack Wagon train. The only man I trust to keep these jack wagons in line and not getting off the train once we put them there. So uh, the train has stationed, and we've got some jack wagons for the gunny this week. And I think I think I'll start with our guest because you seem like you had something you really needed to to vent and get off your chest, Jason. So, or I'm sorry, Brandon, Jason. 
No, you're good. Well, so I actually have a Jason. Uh, my my right hand man is a Jason. So that's uh, just yeah. But you're anyway. Brandon. You're Brandon. I got Jason on the brain because he was last guest, and then the guy who asked the question was a Jason. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know what's it's uh is Peter Peter Gross. You know what grinds my gears is it's the being in uh, it's coming from the tech space, and I go to companies, I help them find uh, softwares that are good for their business, right, to make them grow. Being in the two A space, they have made that impossible for us to be able to have a legitimate business. It make it seem like we're doing something illegal. So you can't collect payments. You get kicked out of CMS. All these different right. basic business functions that we need to run as a company, we can't because businesses, specifically tech companies, want to get politics involved with everything. It's very frustrating that we can't run a business like anybody else. You know, you have people who aren't even selling anything that is anything firearm related, but because they're something that has a ability to hold a holster, they're getting blacklisted. It's absurd, and I'm tired of it. Amen. Hey, but it's by design. You know, it's these these 100%. gun grabbers. They're like, you know, if we can't go directly for the gun, then we're going to go and undermine everything that has to do with it. it it's 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 to the point of being infuriating. The fact that we cannot just and you know, thankfully, I, we, there are enough people to see that hole that we can fix that. But the fact that, you know, just people like you and I can't run a business. But here, you know, what I love, though, is this, this, in spite of the fact they're trying to stop us, we're growing every month and we're killing it. And they know that they can't stop us. So, like, well, maybe we'll slow them down a little bit. So, but as soon as we figure out how to fix that BS of a problem, oh, yeah. We're unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. They, they hit, they hit you where it counts, which is the economy of it. So they're hitting the businesses. Making it near impossible for somebody to even want to consider going into anything remotely related to the firearms industry. He's um, like, there's just too much red tape BS that's involved, and that discourages probably, you know, eighty percent of the companies that want to get into our industry from doing anything. Uh, absolutely, I mean, and also, you know, it, it helps weed out some of the some of the, some of the riffraff at the same time because you, you've got to be tough to survive in this industry, and I've realized that, you know you've got to be resilient and just keep pushing forward because everything that any other company would use to make their company, you know, grow and kind of scale, you got to fight against it. And it's uh, it's very interesting. Yep. Very good. I will second that nomination. No doubt. All right. Our next one comes from Leadhead. This is Leadhead. Jonathan it says, howdy, howdy lefty. I got to nominate that. Nominee for the ATF, David Chipman, which we talked about him last episode. He, so he made it last episode, but it doesn't uh, hurt to mention it again. Even the USA Today acknowledges that he's an anti-gun activist, and he makes no bones about it. He's definitely anti-gun. He's been a part of anti-gun organizations for many, many years. Uh, based on his past and his current nomination status, that guy is going to be a jack wagon for a long time. Well, hopefully he hasn't been nominated yet. Is that correct, or has he? To my understanding, I mean, appointed. He appointed. He's appointed. been nominated. He's not appointed yet. Okay, so Which, we can well, still cross our fingers. <laughs> I. It just goes to show to back up our last point. They're going to do whatever they can to make sure we cannot be successful, and they're now going to put legislation in. Fact. I mean, why else would you put someone who's traditionally completely anti? 2A anything in charge of 
the, the one body that governs all things to it. Well, it's definitely it, it, not it's for not checks and balances, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Not for ours, anyway. No, no, definitely. Uh, he goes on to say, also in the spirit of Memorial Day, which I hope all you leadheads had a wonderful Memorial Day and Memorial uh, Weekend. I know I did. Uh, had a great time hanging out with friends, barbecued, did some yard work. Uh, had a few adult beverages and uh, you know just kicked back and relaxed and enjoyed it. Um, but we also remembered those who made it possible, all the men and women that have given the ultimate sacrifice for us to be able to enjoy that weekend and every weekend and every day that we have here in America. Uh, so uh, he's just reminding us he's nominating our fallen veterans for a ride on Lead Force One. I myself have a, a great uncle that passed away in World War II, and we remember him every Memorial Day. That's awesome. So thank you for that nomination, Leadhead Jonathan. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so my jack wagon is the governor of West Virginia. And listen to what this jack wagon is doing. So it says, West, this is uh, from Gun America Digest. Guns America Digest. S.H. Blanelberry, I guess, is the author. That's a hell of a name. West Virginia hosting, yeah, West Virginia hosting vaccine lottery, giving away guns, trucks, $1.5 million dollars. Governor Jim Justice desperately wants the people of West Virginia to become vaccinated against COVID-19, the flu. They want he wants them to get a flu shot <laughs> to incentivize. What's that? Yeah, I, I have I have this thing that I think they just come up with a test for the common cold finally. You know, so I mean, obviously, if you are sick, if you are, you know, a lot of people are sick, but it's yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, that's fine. So to incentivize people to take it in the arm, Governor Justice is holding a statewide lottery giveaway to include $1.588 million grand prize, a $588,000 second prize, full scholarship to any higher education institution in West Virginia, custom outfitted trucks, weekend vacations at state parks, Lifetime hunting and fishing licenses, custom hunting rifles, and custom hunting shotguns. And, and of course, where do you think all this stuff's coming from? It's taxpayers' dollars. You know, this is it's not like people have donated this stuff and and whatnot. It's complete bullshit. In order to qualify for the giveaway, a resident needs to have at least one dose of the vaccine. The giveaway runs from June 20th through August 4th. Isn't that illegal to require somebody to have to do something to enter something like a that? A state funded, yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, it seems, this seems a little bit like pandering, doesn't it? It seems like they're going specifically after people who would typically not want to do something like that. Well, exactly what it's exactly what it is. It's like, all right, obviously they're not getting the response that they want from the vaccinations to begin with, which, I mean, the majority of Americans aren't stupid. It's like, you know, I'm not going to let you shoot something into me that's not been properly tested and proven, which this right. crap hasn't. And we're going to start seeing, unfortunately, I think we're going to start seeing the fallouts of these 
these shots coming up in the next, you know, next year, definitely. Uh, it says, in order to qualify for the giveaway, so I read that, the faster we get people across the finish line, the more lives we save. That's all there is to it. That's a direct quote from Governor Justice said Tuesday. If the tab just keeps running, the cost is enormous. The hospitalizations are enormous. We have to get all of our folks across the finish line. Well, quit incentivizing hospitals to uh, diagnose it as COVID by giving them extra money and dollars for it, you idiots. Yeah. Oh, many Virginians were critical of the announcement. No surprise there. Just when you think the poorest excuse for a governor I've ever seen can not sink any lower, surprise. Wake up to anyone who is thinking about getting the poison jab because of this, said one Facebook user. If he is bribing and pushing this hard, there is a hidden agenda. Disgraceful and disturbing is something we can always count on from uh, this dude. So that's a great point that that person makes right there. Is like, why is he pushing this so hard? What's the incentive for him? What's his incentive? There's got to be some sort of incentive for him. And it's not that he cares about his constituents or you know his statesmen. He could give two shits, I guarantee you, about that. Otherwise, he wouldn't be giving their money away like this. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I politics is an interesting one for me, but yeah, there's a. It's very few people in that type of position care about anything outside of their circle. And they're doing it in New York also. Uh, they're giving away scholarships. Uh, Cuomo, here's a tweet from him. Congratulations to the first 10 winners of New York's vaccine scholarship incentive. These lucky New Yorkers will attend a something in a something school with tuition, room, and board covered. So, I mean, they're doing it in all these libtard states. There's, there's something... There's some kind of hidden uh, incentive or agenda here, so be wary. So that's my jack wagon. Have you been vaccinated? No. Okay, and and I don't no. care if if you want to no, get vaccinated, no, no. get vaccinated. I have no problem with somebody getting no vaccinated. Same here. It, it's but to me, I don't I don't even get the flu shot. You know, I I get the tetanus shot every five years because I don't want to get tetanus and I do stupid things. You know. But, you know, as far as the flu shot, I haven't gotten that since I got out of the military, and I haven't gotten the flu since I got out of the military. Yeah. You know? When I became an adult and I didn't, I wasn't forced to get, you know, shots by my mom or the school or whatever, I stopped getting them, and, I, and I've gotten less sick because of that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this absolutely. Is ridiculous. It is. All right, what about a hero? You got a hero? You know, I would say this might be a little bit of a cheesy one, but it's been the 2A community. Um, just getting to know that being around the 2A community for so long, I've already heard so many stories to so actually be part of it now. Uh, it's it's a really – I've been impressed recently just at how we're kind of banding together. There's, there's groups and you're kind of weeding out the bad uh, the bad seeds, kind of like, you know, as best we can. So uh, it's, it's good to see – what we're about to do, I think, as a, as a group of people to kind of combat uh, just the unnecessary stuff we're dealing with. We're in for a wild, you know, ride this next three and a half years. Definitely, that's an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. 
Um, let's see. So I like to go through and just kind of read headlines real quick, yeah. just to make sure that we don't miss anything. And uh, I, I did like gun news on this this search. And this is from firearmsnews.com. It says, latest articles right here. Disarmed at SHOT Show, question mark. Nevada moves to ban CCW in Las, Ve- in Las Vegas. So that's where they have SHOT Show, obviously. Right. Uh, they didn't have it this year. And, I mean, it remains whether there's, they're going to have it next year either and what uh, the NSSF decides that they want to do with that. Uh, NRA... Oops, sorry about that. That's Nevada calling me right now. Um, <laughs> NRA canceled theirs last year, but they've decided to have it this year. They're going to have it in, in Houston. We just talked about that. Uh, so they're going to go ahead and do that, and we're excited about it, and I think everybody in the gun industry is, and we're gearing up for it. Um, it says, Nevada Democrat lawmakers recently passed an emergency bill. Emergency? What's the Emergency. Uh, in the Senate, gotcha. <laughs> to to ban law-abiding citizens with concealed carry permits from being able to carry a firearm in Las Vegas strip casinos and certain gaming-connected businesses such as hotels and shopping malls. I thought that was already a thing there. I thought you couldn't carry uh, in a casino anyway. I thought you just couldn't carry in the bars there. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, see, as passed, Senate Bill 452 would make it where the only... People carrying firearms near casinos or the Las Vegas Strip would be criminals. I mean, that's that's it. What any of these gun laws do? It's it's just an, en- enabling and empowering criminals uh, who would find it a lot easier to rape, rob, or murder their newly disarmed victims. And since the restriction on carry would extend to property line, the firearm prohibition would include many open areas like parking lots. The measure will now be taken up by the Nevada House where it has been assigned to a Judiciary Committee. Ah, uh, man. I was hoping we'd find some heroes. Uh, Smith & Wesson launches Gunsmarts Series 2. Well, this sounds like good stuff here. Uh, Smith & Wesson expands on its successful Gunsmarts video series with fresh new content for summer 2021. Have you heard of these? I haven't heard of these. I have not. Smith & Wesson announced that it has expanded its Gunsmarts video series with over 30 new educational videos for both new and experienced firearms owners. Hosted by industry experts Ken Scott, Julie Golub, Jerry Mikulik, Smith & Wesson's Gunsmarts Series 2 covers a comprehensive set of topics that include firearms education, shooting tips, gear recommendations, and more. Well, that's good, so kudos for them. They're going to make my uh, Lead Force 1 then. Anything we can do to educate. In our industry. Right. Um, Absolutely. Which is, you know, that's kind of our theme here, Jonathan, is we educate the uneducated. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, just like Smith and Wesson is jumping on board with that. So very good. Um, I did, I did like the headline thing last episode. I'm not going to do it again this episode. So we'll, we'll skip that one. So, so now I want to talk about AccuFire and all the cool things that they've got going on. Brandon, he is here to uh, tell us how they got started and uh, all the cool products that they've got available. No, you know, AccuFire's got a kind of a cool story. It started 2017, roughly. It, we came to pro, came to uh, market with one scope. It was a Noctis V1. 
uh, it was a, a digital day and night scope that you, it was a screen you looked at. It was a four inch screen. Um, it's, it's a cool product and we'll always have it around. It's become kind of a niche for, uh, for visually impaired and also for education, right? Teaching, uh, kids and, and youth and even new hunters how to shoot because you actually see the reticle, right? It's got Wi-Fi streaming, all that good stuff. Um, everything you'd want in an eye vision scope. But it was a one product company and we really weren't doing, um, as much as we knew we could. So fast forward to shot show, like the last one, 2020. Um, we, yeah, so the one right there on the, on the right right there, that's the Noctis V1, uh, or the, uh, that's my mouse. Yeah, that right there, that's the, what we first came to market with. Um, it's a great scope, you know, and it's actually, we've had a lot of fun with it. I, I've killed, a, actually, I think you click on that. Um, it might be a picture at, at top of, uh, I have that on a 4570 lever action. Oh, no, it's not. That's the one with the, our buddy Laird. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a fun scope, you know, and you can move it around to basically crossbows, all kinds of stuff. So it, 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 it really opens the doors for a lot of people that haven't got a chance to, uh, to, uh, use night vision, right? And it, it's 699. It's a, it's a good product too. Um, we've killed, I can't tell you how many pigs and coyotes have been killed with the, that, that particular scope right there. Well, what year um, did you guys enter the market? 2017 is when this came out. Okay, so you guys are are fresh. You're you're new uh, to the yes, industry, rel- relatively relatively speaking. Yep, yep. So then we go to Shot Show 2020. Uh, you know, the last real Shot Show we had, um, we came out with prototypes for you know probably I think there were 13 traditional optics and a thermal and and a traditional body night vision. So this. Just uh, technology, the Noctis V1 in the traditional body. So we came out with all of those at Shot Show 2020, and then COVID happened. Everything shut down, and we kind of took it as an opportunity to rebuild the company. So what we did was we shut down, rebranded, and came out with six badass new products. Uh, we are every one of these is purpose built for for something. Our traditional scopes are all purpose built for specific specific task. Uh, our thermal is built for shooters, right? Is to throw on the front of, uh, of any traditional optic and be able to turn your AR or your AK, if you've got a full rail, into a, uh, a night capable thermal um, capable optic. Um, and so that's kind of what led us to here. But if the one in the middle there, so that's the TR1, that's our new digital night vision. So this one was kind of my baby. This is something that was the first product we started working on. Um, as far as our, our next product line, mm-hmm. and this turned out uh, leaves and bounds better than we hoped it would. Uh, we went through, I can't tell you how many different versions and, and tests on software, but there's a lot of really cool features about this. One of it is the internal battery. So you actually have a 10 hour internal lithium battery. So where the tubes are, um, the, the 30 mil tubes, uh, basically, so any 30 mil rings will work on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got two batteries in there, so actually you have you know, uh, you know two you know, 10 hour internal battery line. You got one um, on each out. each side of That's the correct. Okay, yeah, all the pumpkin. Yep. Um, it's a one button control system. Well, technically two. The power button um, turns on and off, obviously, and that's also how you start and stop video. Uh, while you're hunting, so you double tap that and start recording. But everything else is run off. So this has a built-in recorder on it. It does. 
Okay. Uh, so it also has we have our own app. So the V1 and the TR1, both of our, our night vision, they, the Noct the Noctis series, both actually stream to your to your smartphone. Uh, so we have an Android and an Apple uh, iOS app. Uh, so you actually stream and watch everything, record everything from your phone, uh, and then you know obviously download it, share it, and uh, and you know everything's right there. Does it have a, a card, a memory card, or something like that that you put in? This one does not. So this one actually everything is housed internally. There's a few reasons for that. One, we get to save space in the pumpkin without having slot readers, and two, you actually get to increase your weather rating, right? Because you have less uh, open ports. Mm -hmm. um, so it is a direct increase on Wi-Fi port. We are working on a firmware update. We can plug it into your computer um, okay. and pull the pictures off that way. That, that I think that'll just take a, a few tries. We're that we're currently working on how to do that right now. We've only done one firmware update in the history of the company with the Noctis. Um, so we, we don't, we're not too big on doing constant firmware updates. And what does Noctis mean? Uh, night. It's a uh, night in Greek, I believe. So okay. that's kind of what, you know, so Noctis was, uh, the, the, what we, you know, Ann Lee and I, my business partner, him and I came in, uh, almost two years ago. And that's kind of when we decided to, you know, to do what we've done with the company. Um, uh, that's a name we inherited. So we just kind of built off of that, you know, so we kind of, uh, kind of stuck with the incendus, which means fire. For the thermal, right, and the prospectus meaning site or the traditional site, the traditional scopes. Okay. We try to keep them, uh, you know, and you don't realize how much goes into a naming convention. No, no, I do, I do, absolutely, do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man, it was a, it was the, a lot. It's all in a name, you know. It's definitely it, it, all, all it in is. a name. Absolutely. You know, and I even like your logo because it's very reminiscent of Harley Davidson. Was that by design? <laughs> No, it wasn't actually. It was, it was, uh, so from my understanding, once again, you know, we inherited a lot of this. The original logo actually was to meant to look like a police shield. Um, and then the, actually the AccuFire had a bullet going through it. So he actually had a bullet flying through it. So it was meant to, uh, uh, to, to, to look like that. So it is okay. kind of give you that bold look. Sure. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're working on currently kind of uh, more of an icon, you know, something to, to really, uh, I can see on my shirt. We got something we're oh. working on too on that too. But let me uh, let me do the shares. Hold on. There. Okay. You see that right there. Yeah, that's kind of like Captain America. Yeah, it was is is reminiscent of Captain America. Well, Captain America or our yeah. shirt we're, we're releasing with a uh, Victos. We just did a, uh, they designed a shirt for us. And we're nice. releasing it with the Victos flag and it's our thermal on there. So I'm pretty excited about that. Too. So let's rewind a little bit. Uh, you know, you just, yeah. you just like 2017, we came out when we did this. How did you, how did you decide that you wanted to get into the optics industry and specifically th so, in thermal because your first release was a, a thermal optic. Well, our first release was actually it was infrared, right? So our, our first or thermal infrared. is this one. Yeah, yeah. So this is our first thermal release. Those were the other two are digital infrared, right? So you have to have external uh, IR light to see at night. Um, but so and, and we're going to talk about the differences too. I want you to talk and educate us on the differences too. Yeah, please. Uh, so uh, what AccuFire actually started was honestly by accident. Is you had some engineers who were working on night vision cameras um, for surveillance and they just said hey i think we can use this technology to make an actual scope and that's why it looks more like a camera the original one looks more like a camera than mm -hmm. a scope um, and so uh the the original developers designers of this they didn't really understand the industry at all and that's where ann lee and i can kind of came in and took 
their brains and we put it into, you know, this is what a company should look like. And Lee being the, the mad scientist and genius behind ballistics and scopes and being in and around the industry for so long. And then myself with the branding and marketing and, uh, you know, kind of the operational background. Of it. So we've taken, we've, we, we are very, very, very lucky to have uh, manufacturing channels and engineers where we can, uh, you know, run, uh, be able to prototype really uh, innovative stuff and uh, not really have to worry too much about our limitations beyond, you know, engineering capabilities, which is, uh, is, is really exciting. So I think we're going to push them. We'll be pushing a lot more uh, kind of uh, we're, we're going to try things. No one else is trying. Um, I think that that's a big thing and also yeah. make it where, you know, where everyone can afford it. That's a big thing too, coming from, you know, most people in our industry, as far as shooters can't afford a $6,000 thermal. They can't afford, you know, a $28.99 clip on they can run on any optic too. So that's our thing too, is making really good stuff that everyone can afford, especially in shooters, right? People who understand what quality feels like and looks like. Right. Right. And the great thing about it is it, the, on the one uh, that you just showed me, the, uh, is it? Incendus. Incendus. Is it yeah. can be used as a handheld or it could be a mounted. So you could carry it with you yeah. and use it, uh, or you can mount it on your, your firearm and, yeah, and or, use it. Or do both. And you actually, so it actually has a reticle too. So you can run this as a, as a, as a scope by itself too. So you can actually turn a reticle on there and run it just as a, a standalone optic as well. Yeah. So and I want to talk like, about it individually, uh, from the others. Yeah, yeah. So was you saying that that was your first offering, that one? So the we released the TR1, which is our, our infrared night vision. It looks like a traditional body scope. Uh, actually, everything you see on our website that is not that is not the Noctis V1, we released this year in January. Uh, we started our pre-sale in October. Everything else you see besides that one, we released this year. Those are okay. all brand new products to the market. So uh, the Noctis V1 was your 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 introductory product to the mark to the market. That's correct. Yep. Uh, that's correct. And, and that's why it kind of looks like a camera, right? It, it's, it was made by people who are really smart. Who yeah, it kind of looks like a, a movie camera because it's got a exactly. uh, it's got your screen on the very back, so it's not, you're not putting your eye to it. It's just you've got a screen there. Um, so you've got yep. you've got that, but that was also made to be mounted or handheld, correct? Yeah, it's a and you can run it handheld. Um, we've put it on some scanners. It's just not, it's kind of bulky to be handheld. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's a little too big to do that. Now the other one is put it on it a tripod. You can, we actually have run on tripods a lot or, you know, like on a, a, a go mounts, mm-hmm. uh, you want to do some remote stuff. Cause this is, you know, you can stream, you know, about 30 yards away from this one. Oh, okay. Nice. So it's Bluetooth. Uh, it's Wi-Fi. It's Wi-Fi. It's okay. Wi-Fi. So you're using Wi-Fi on that one. Yeah. And and this is a digital night vision. So this is infrared night. Vision. This is infrared. So you're using infrared on this one. That's correct. So you could use this one day or night. So this one actually has a sensor that picks up infrared light. So you have to run an external light to be able to see it any distance. Okay. Uh, with that. So let's let's educate our our listeners and let's educate me on Absolutely. on infrared uh, thermal. Um, and night vision. Night vision. Yeah. 
So I will do my best to educate on infrared and thermal, the the night vision, the tubes, and the phosphorus, white phosphorus, so like that. I'm still learning that because that's something we are uh, in the process of diving into. Yeah. Um, but that is uh, a little bit foreign to me, and there's a lot to learn in that. But yeah. as far as you know, the, the big difference, uh, it, it, so infrared night vision, right? What you're going to have with infrared night vision is going to be, uh, it's going to be looking at specifically what it says infrared light. So most of the time, these are going to be your digital optics, right? Which kind of have a bad, uh, 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 I guess, repetition. But these are electro optics. So actually, what it's doing is taking that light and then kind of processing, processing into a, a digital uh, uh, image where you can see at night. You know, the benefit of of uh, uh, you know, kind of go back and forth between the benefit of, of each one of them versus you know the and the, the downfalls. Okay. So the benefit of, of night vision is you keep your or infrared is you keep your depth position, not necessarily night vision. We'll, we'll stick with infrared. Uh, the, the, the benefit of infrared is you can actually keep that depth perception. And with a good light, we use, uh, you know, the, the sniper hog lights makes one called the coyote cannon. We can see, you know, a good thousand yards at night with a good infrared light. Um, there are, you know, beams and other things like that. You can get there are lasers that are infrared. You can see. Mm hmm. But the good thing about infrared is that it's uh, it's invisible to the naked eye, right? So if you look at it, all you see is a little, you know, uh, tiny red uh, LED glowing, but you can't see anything else besides that. But now in the optic itself, it looks like a spotlight coming out. Mm -hmm. right? um, so that's that's kind of the the, in the now the the downside of infrared is if you are in tall grass or if you're in a place where there's a lot of uh, brush or something like that. You could very easily glass past, you know, 10, 15, 20, 100 pigs or you know, coyotes and not know they're there because you can't really differentiate them between the grass sometimes, right? Right. Now, that's where the thermal comes in. Comes in. The good thing about thermal, and a lot of people use a thermal as a scanner, is that you can run through a field and all of a sudden you pick up a heat signature like, oh, there's something there standing out. And that's why thermal is kind of taken over the market because – you don't miss things. You also don't realize how many skunks you're hunting with at night because you 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 see everything every has a heat signature too. Exactly. I mean, everything has a heat signature. So you'll see a you'll. I can't tell you how many times we stalked on a rock for for you know an hour. It's like, man, we know it's a pig, but it's a rock. You know, and when you get close enough, you know, you see it from 800 yards away. I'm like, I think let's get close to it, and you find it's a rock. Mm -hmm. uh, but but that's where a lot of times it's good to have. A thermal and a night vision, if you can, in the in the group, or if you you know run a scanner, or if you run a night vision, because you can actually see that heat signature, and then get closer to it. It's like, all right, now you can see what's going on, and you basically it's like shooting in daylight if you have a good uh, night vision setup or infrared yeah. setup. So um, for so that's a big in it. So for us, um, third grade educated people, uh, if we break it down, the night vision and when. You, when you see it on TV and they've got the nods, yep. it's the green. That's the night vision you're talking about. It's like That's when, night That's when you've got the green background green. and everything. That's correct. Those are the ones, you know, like you see, if somebody turns off a lot, turns on a light and blinds you, right? Those are the ones you don't want to use. You cannot use in daylight, period. Right. Um, the benefit of those is that basically you can work, drive, you can do everything you need to do with those uh, in close proximity. Downside of them is they are outrageously expensive. You're mm. looking, you know, thirty sometimes, you know, anywhere from ten to thirty thousand dollars for those. Right. Um, 
And then also you're you're not necessarily always you'll see as far as you can with some of the other stuff. Uh, so that's kind of the, one of the downsides of those. But they are very good, and that their benefit is you can drive with them. You can basically anything you would use in a day you can now use. So if you have a rifle, you don't have to have to change out your optics and do stuff like that as well. Yeah, you can pick up detail and um, you know things right. like you said. You can drive with, so you can see the road and see the lines on the road and uh, and all that. But it's got to be got to be dark, got to be pitch black. Exactly. So that's typically we drive with nods, scan with thermal, shoot with infrared. That, that's a, it's kind of, that's kind of the play. If that's, it's that's ideal. a good, I like that. Yeah. Like yeah. the way you break that down. So, and, and, on the, and so on the downside of thermal is you're going to lose, sometimes you'll lose that depth perception, right? So it, you'll look at through a thermal and like, well, that's, you know, 20 yards away when realistically it's, you know, it's a hundred yards away. So that obviously doesn't always help with, that's why it's really beneficial to know where you're hunting. Yeah. And then you've got the different spectrums uh, on the thermals that you can you can kind of right. cycle through on, on some scopes. And with your scopes, you have that ability to, to do that. Talk, yeah. about, so have, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. So you have white hot, black hot, green hot, and red tracker. And then you've got multiple environment settings, right? With ours, there's three different environment settings. And that's probably the question we get the most. It's like, hey, what's your favorite uh, spectrum? What's your favorite color? And I don't have one uh, to answer that question. For me, every time you get out of the vehicle or you get to a new site, I always cycle through those and, and play with my settings. And uh, like I said, we, we call it playing the trumpet, right? Because it's pretty buzz up there. Just seeing what I'm going right. to do, make sure that that environment, because where we're in North Central Texas, it could be rocks or it could be mesquite trees or it could be pecan trees or it could be, you know, in a flat. Hold curve, that one up right? you got there, would you? Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about the 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 trumpet there. That's what he's talking about there. So you've got your controls easily yeah. at your fingertips at the top of the. Exactly. So this is scope. color here. It's where you cycle through your colors. If I short press this one, if you see the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see it. So if I short press this one, that's the menu. That's going to get me through my environment settings. That's basically just some preset contrast and uh, uh, just different presets in there. Mm -hmm. This one is going to be my, uh, Zoom one, two, and four X, right? Those are gonna be my digital zooms. Obviously, the power button. This also has a, a internal sh shutter or a nuke, so you can hit that and kind of just reset your uh, your heat readings, for lack of a better term, right? Um, so the good. That's what I was saying. So what I, every time, and this is and this is the focus here. So if as I'm as I'm looking, I can actually focus down okay. range manually focus. Yep. Okay. It's just a, a manual, exactly, manual objective focus. Yeah. It's funny, too, people look through this, like, oh, that's clear. And I'll look through them, like, oh, you didn't have it focused in. You should be able to see hairs on people, you know, if you're only 100 yards away, <laughs> you know. Um, Is there so any way you can put it up to the camera and turn it on? Can we see? Let's think about that. Let's see what let's, we can do. Let's try it and see. Because um, when I looked at this at the range, it's like you said, man, I was going and I was seeing people's hairs, and it was it was amazing. See what we can do here. <clears throat> right there. We don't really see a picture, but it's just, I see a light. You might be too close to it. Right there. Right there. Now push a button and do something. Yeah, I'm changing the colors right now. Mm, I just see a white screen. Yeah. I saw it went green. You can see where it went green. And also, I'm really close to it. There's green. green. Yeah. That's, That's white. 
Oh, that's that's white. It's just so. Yeah, we can't I'm see. Not, yeah, um, but and I don't know if you want to put it, but uh, there's a, someone just did a really really detailed review for us on YouTube. It's like 36 minutes, and it shows a lot of I mean really good quality. It's uh, now does this one record? This one does not record, but you can you can record externally. So that's the thing too. So that's what the big thing with this one. Is this is our first thermal, right? Everybody's been asking for a thermal from us. Uh, this is our first. I say everyone, like we're personally <laughs> people who know who we are, right? Right. Uh, we're saying, hey, you guys should make a thermal. Um, so uh, this one was made, like I said, for shooters, right? So it is a really good thermal core that is really clear that you can attach to any AR and go to work or any, any gun and go to work. Um, so we didn't really put a lot of frills in here. No recording, no streaming, none of that stuff. Uh, but our next one will. We have a 640 core coming out. It's going to have all the bells and whistles. That's going to be nasty. But this one was, but I don't use the word budget. We want to make this one affordable. Mm-hmm. So people can see that we can make quality stuff and get a kind of mass market. And then we'll come out with uh, the over the, the crazy expensive, really. Now hold that one back one. up. Hold that one back up. Now you've got to turn it around. you got a side mount over here. Yeah. Also, got a side rail, pick rail. So, Right here, what we do have is the ability. It comes with a cable. It's mm-hmm. a USB C to uh, to AV and also to a USB 2.0. Mm-hmm. You can run an external DVR and record from here. Okay. Um, and what this pick rail is on here for, we actually have a a, a battery we built for this an external battery built. Uh, didn't work out as well. But we have a new one coming. that's actually weather rated. That's going to be coming out. Well, not right here because um, right now we should this, but it runs off. Take this little little side plate off here. Okay, he's unscrewing the side, and that's where the battery storage is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it actually runs off four one two three batteries. I don't think you can see this or not, but mm-hmm. these are actually our batteries. Yeah, rechargeable. So it runs off of, yeah, so it charges right there, um, and these will hold minimum twenty cycles. And we actually run these lights and or run these batteries and a lot of things. They're so you get about three four hours out of that. That's exactly. Yep, three or four hours depending on weather. Um, on on this one, with the, with the external, any external battery bank one. I mean, if it's any of them, if it's someone you got at a giveaway, it will work. You'll get about on a one thousand ten thousand milliamps. You'll get about uh, you'll get about ten hours of use of that. Nice. That's definitely yeah. a benefit. No doubt. Um, so yeah, that's that's we we're really big on battery usage and using the right uh, you know chipsets for that too. So that's it's really important to us. Um, but yeah. And then, do you want to you want to keep talking about thermal? You want to move it? Look at the traditional stuff. Uh, let's yeah, let's move to your traditional. We'll come back to thermal and the and the night vision stuff. But yeah, so you do you do offer traditional. You just started offering some traditional. Let's go. I saw your one to eight. I don't think I saw the other ones. So let's talk about those offerings that you have. Yeah. So we have two different lines. That's our or two different lines within our prospectus line, right? So our traditional lines, our prospectus line. We have the Evro series, which is it's in our essential variable rifle optic, rifle optic, which that's our one to six, which is our only second focal plane is our one to six fully illuminated reticle. Um, that is our so that's our our, our Evro six and that one's six forty nine. Oh, keep in mind all of our traditional scopes lifetime warranty, no questions asked. If something goes wrong with it, send it back. We replace it. I mean, we'll just send you a new one. Um, and then uh, we have in that line, so that's our. Kind of like I said, our, our, our entry-level LPVO. 
And then we have the Evro 12, which I believe is it's our it's our uh, four to twelve. Uh, I'm sorry, three to twelve to forty four, um, which is for four hundred seventy nine dollars. What you get is a first focal plane with locking turrets um, and parallax, and you get this uh, what I believe is the scope on the Evro 12 is going to be on the, the on the right. Um, yeah, that one right there. I think this is the scope that everybody needs on their hunting rifle. They can drop anything in North America. Um, yeah, three to nine seems to be like the the standard go to for for most. Yeah, hunters. it was you know, it, exactly. I think everybody had has a three to nine. This is you know a three to twelve. Here's the thing about this is realistically, with being the first focal plane with the reticle is currently in there, you can make shots out to a thousand yards without any issues with this one. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of the goal too, is to have. Uh, a, a good reticle that would just, uh, you know, that would do the work. Uh, and also a, a simple reticle. All of our other reticles are, are uh, you know, there's a lot to them. Um, we've got a lot of subtensions. We put a lot of math in these for, for kind of our, our, our people who, who need that. But the Evro 12 is, uh, I, I, like I told you earlier, I, all of them are my favorite. I love this scope, and I think it's going to do really well for us because uh, my goal is to have every hunter in America to own one of these. Very nice. So talk about uh, the, the glass that you guys are using in your scopes. Yeah, so the Evro 12 and the uh, Atro 20, uh, and we'll talk about the Atro series in a second, those both have uh, FED flat glass. And these are what you, a lot of times what you'll have when you get on a scope, especially when you get on the eye relief, you'll have kind of that blurring around the side, that the, uh, you know, the kind of a, the mirage, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, what that is is where the glass curves, right? So in order to get rid of that, we actually went flat glass on these. Um, and for you don't typically see that for for stuff in our in our price range as well too. So that really uh, the eye relief and, and the glass on these is uh, is I it, it's you know being I'm kind of biased, so it's uh, I think it's the best. What's uh, the eye relief? No, it's it's actually on that uh, on the fourth picture over. Yeah, uh, on on both of them. So that right there. It's Let's see if I can there. make that bigger. That's what she said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's tube size, uh, max elevation, uh, max windage, parallax setting uh, at 25 to infinity on the parallax, uh, field of view, 41.9 feet per 100 yards. And let's see, it's a, you said it was a first focal plane. It is our rated field of view is 10.5 feet per 100 yards, 10 and a half feet per 100 yards. There you go. Um, I find real quick that bigger. I put my reading glasses on, so I was looking for glasses. There we go. Yeah, me too. Uh, so it, yeah, uh, three is three to three and a half inches. Okay. As for so that was the that we were trying to keep. Oh, the eye relief. Yeah, that's what I was. I forgot what I was looking for. Yeah, three point two inches is the uh, eye relief on the Evro twelve. And the Atro twenty and the Atro series, the other series is called our Advanced Tactical Rifle Optic. That's our other other one. And that's what Atro stands um, for. Yes, sir. Advanced yeah. Tactical so that's going to be. Yeah, and that's going to be our upgraded LPVO and our, our Atro twenty. So the Atro twenty um, is what I have currently have on my PRS. That's actually my rooted precision in that in those pictures there. Um, but that is the one that has a zero stop. Uh, there, I could talk about this scope for, for days and days. It is, uh, it is a, a work of art in my opinion. Uh, but once again, a little bit biased. So 
a full illuminated reticle, Christmas tree reticle. Uh, one of the cool things about this, if for someone who likes to stay on the scope, right? I'm one of those guys, if I'm on the scope, I don't like bringing my head up. I don't like looking off. So if you look at the top, you've actually got a funnel. And what you see on the, on, on the reticle uh, is two, four, six, eight, uh, right? What that actually is is 36 inches at two, four, six, and 800 yards. Uh, with a line down the middle, you can do, you know, math to double that up or divide it in half, which is really cool too, right? So, um, that's one of the things that we've done. Yeah, uh, you got to be a, a calculus expert to uh, to run one of these. <laughs> you, you, you know, so here's the thing. For I'm just kidding. You really don't. I mean, right? once you once you get into yeah. it and you learn where all the ticks are, it's easy. Yeah. Oh man, it's just it's. I mean, just I looking at it, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're like, "What the hell? I'm in a little Battlestar Galactica video game or something here. What's what's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot, and I, that's one of the first things you hear. People who you know who aren't used to it, like man, there's a lot going on this reticle, and it, there is. But once you get used to it, you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. It just takes some time getting used to. You know, so educate like us on this one that we're looking at right here. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. Up top, so you see, and I can't read that. Is, I can't read what that says because it's pretty blurry. Uh, give me one second here. Um, my screen's blurry. Well, my eyes are blurry more than anything else. Oh, I got you. I got you. Um, six, eight, six, eight, ten. Six, six, eight, okay, ten. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically what I was telling you is it's 600, 800, there we go, 800 and a thousand yards. That's what 36 inches looks like, right? If you go all the way across. So typically, you know, if six target or something along those lines, they're going to be 18 inches. So you can divide that in half and do the math that way as well too, right? Um, and then also in by that assumption, you could, uh, you know, also, Double that's out to 2,000 yards, which would, you know, do some calculations out to over a mile if need be. Um, and then what you have on the bottom are obviously just your holdovers. Um, we, we had a lot of, uh, we, we are really, we, we love this reticle. We spent a lot of time behind it. I'm glad we went with it. Um, there's been some, you know, minor changes over time. Uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of input on it and we're, we're really, uh, we're really happy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got 20 MOA, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, hold over at any point. Yeah. Get out of there. Boom. All right. So, yeah, this, the, the, you, got 20, so you got 20 mils, right? Or, so I said 20 MOA, but 20, yeah, 20 MRAD, 20 mils of holdover in any, any way, uh, you know, with the, the reticle, which is, gives you you can shoot real far without any issues here it's one of the questions like can you shoot this distance like if your gun can do it you can shoot to that distance with this i mean obviously you know it's uh you know it's two to 20 by 50 so um as far as you want to take it you can take it i've shot 308 up to 1400 with this uh pretty consistently considering it's a 308 uh, but it's a it's a fun it's a fun optic to shoot now, is this a first or second focal plane this is first focal plane as well first focal plane okay Yes, sir. And just a reminder, first versus second, um, it, tell us again what that is. First focal plane basically means when you zoom in and zoom out, your reticle is going to get bigger with, uh, with your zoom, right? So what that is actually doing is giving you more accurate shots at any zoom. Um, your second focal plane, uh, we can get more technical on it, but I don't go too far down. But the second focal plane is basically the reticle stays the same size no matter what you what your zoom is. Those are still accurate. Your target You're gets bigger, but your reticle stays the same size. That's correct. Yes, Where that's the correct. first, your 
target and your reticle get bigger. That's correct. Yes, sir. Just uh, uh, so, put it on my third grade level. <laughs> no, uh, I, 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 yeah, I have to have all. I have to have to explain down to me regularly. Um, I get so them confused sometimes. Uh, I mean, I've I've gone over this like a hundred times, and I've had all kinds of optical experts on the show, and we talk about it every time, and I always get confused. Like first, and say, all right, remind me again. One gets bigger, you know, one I doesn't mean, get bigger. <laughs> it doesn't matter until it ma- until you need it to matter. Exactly. Right? It, yeah. Some people like I don't. Some people shoot second focal plane; they couldn't care less. Then why change? And it, it depends on the application you're using your optic for, Absolutely. also, because because the first focal plane could be a hindrance sometimes because that dot cover up your you know your target. So you kind of got to be knowing yeah. what you're what you're using it for to decide whether you want first focal plane or second focal plane. Uh, and absolutely, you know, I, I, especially in the LPVO setup, because the LPVOs, you, you're, you know, they can be two completely different, uh, you know, options. Um, which this one is the first focal plane. This one I can shoot really close, you know, uh, 25 yards and in, no problem at all, because there's a there's a the halo reticle at one, or I can shoot up to a thousand yards when I zoom in because the reticle gets so big that I actually have all my holdovers and stuff like that too. So um, that's our, the one to eight. And this is, I love it. And I don't know if you can hear this or not on there, but. Oh, yeah. We worked really hard on the turrets on these. Um, and we are, I'm not easy on any of my gear. Um, I think that's why they, I'm one of the testers because I, I'm so far to date, the only person that's broken a thermal and I actively tried to. Um, but it still works. There's just something that rattles inside of it, mm-hmm. but it still works just fine. Would you so, drop it or something? Uh, Bang it up on something? I plead, I plead the fifth. Okay, I got you. No. I got you. Well, let's <laughs> no, talk I, about I, that I, then. I, I mean, that that leads into a, a good next question as far as your warranty on your your optics. What kind of warranty are you guys backing these with? So the digital right now have three year warranty. Um, that's just uh, you know it's kind of one is industry standard, but until we get more data, you know, to say because we haven't been around that long, but we're gonna go three years right now for the digital stuff, but for the night vision and thermal, and for the traditional, it's lifetime, no questions asked. Just send it in, we fix it, uh, no problems. Okay, are you fixing or are you just sending a new one? I'm sorry, we send them a new one. Sorry, with the digital, we sometimes we, uh, we'll fix it, but more likely we just send a new one. Yeah, uh, a lot of times digital is just a s- simple firmware update, and checking it out. Some Speaking of the firmware, yeah, firmware mm-hmm. updates, is that something that an owner would be able to do themselves or are they going to have to send it in to get to get a firmware update? Really easy to do. For for the TR for the V1s, you just take a, a your SD card, put it in there and you're done. Uh, for the TR1s, we're actually working on uh, working on that currently how to make sure that <clears throat> that's something you can do through the app. Yeah. So, um, I mean, these are thermal is like everybody's dream. You know, to own uh, night vision, thermal, whichever it may be, and thermal uh, more than than others. But if depending on what you're using it for, you got to be careful in your state because some states won't allow Absolutely. hunting with with thermal optics. There's some states if you have this in your vehicle while you have a loaded weapon, you could be in a lot of trouble. I mean, it's, right. it's even if you don't have it on your rifle. Yeah, if it's just in on your person. With a loaded firearm, then you could you could be a criminal, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I, it absolutely is. Now here, but here's the thing, though. So I have recently gotten to know uh, game wardens really well, 
Um, they've become some of my favorite LD to work with. And I didn't realize how bad uh, poaching and how bad uh, night hunting really is. So I kind of understand on once on, on you know, playing the devil's advocate, but at the same time, just you know, you're not stopping the bad guys. You're stopping the good guys. You know, the bad guys are still going to do it. Yeah, you're not going to stop them. But yeah, there's I, I I didn't. It's a it's a pretty pretty bad problem in a lot of states, and that's uh, kind of frustrating. Yeah, I think here in Tennessee, unless it's changed. They don't allow um, um, electronic night or optics. You can't use electronic optics. You know, I think you're right. I should know this because we were just there. We were there for the shoot. We actually drove across to Tennessee one day yeah. to talk to a gun store. And I do believe you are correct. Uh, but I have to double check on that. Yeah, I think uh, I looked it up the other day and I, and I could have sworn that they had lifted that for like um, nuisance and pre- um, predatory hunts, but I guess they haven't. Yeah, I mean, because I looked up on the, T- the Tennessee Wildlife Resource uh, website, and it states on there. Let's see if I still got it up on my uh, one of my bars up here. Coyotes, I got coyotes up. <laughs> which is what I would hunt hunt with it. But in Texas, yeah. which is where I've done any of my hunting with um, thermals or night vision, uh, it's been in Texas, and Texas uh, allows it. Yeah. Oh, Texas, it, it's, here's the thing. We have such a horrific hog problem here that Texas is basically saying, please do whatever you can to get rid of these things. And it's 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 become that way here in Tennessee also with the with the hogs, but you know we got coyotes really bad here too. So yeah. here it is. So this is uh, the Tennessee Wildlife Research Agency prohibited acts, illegal hunting equipment and methods. The use of the following equipment is prohibited: predator calls, pot arrows, explosive arrowheads. Oh come on, I can't go all Rambo. Uh, Come on. Firearms capable of fully automatic fire, firearms, archery equipment with the device utilizing an artificial light capable of locating wildlife, uh, and then any electronic light amplifying night vision scope, thermal imaging device, or similar devices while in possession of a firearm or archery tackle between sunset and sunrise. So there you go. Can't hunt with them here. No. I think Tennessee is a beautiful state, but they need to get their crap together. They do, and we are slowly, um, slowly but surely. And there is um, a proposal for private landowners to be able to use um, night vision for, you know, predatory and destructive animals. Yeah, I think I think there. I know there's a lot of states. It's getting approved more and more uh, every. You know, from my understanding, I, I know that. Yeah. Uh, and and we're not saying that these are illegal to own. You can own you can own night vision. You just can't hunt with it. You can't use it to hunt with. So you can go out and you know spot the coyotes at night and see where they're going, and then go shoot them during the day or the hogs. Um, and again, depending on the laws and if there's a license or if there's a season, <laughs> you, know, right. you gotta gotta take all that into consideration well, too. Also, the thing in Texas now is that you know you. you if you were to come to Texas, I mean, you know this, you, you were just here, you don't even have to have a license to, to hunt them anymore, right? You can just come here and 
please help us get rid of them. It, it was yeah. fun, and obviously we've made a, we've made money off of it, make an industry off of it. But at the same time, uh, it's uh, for you know well, they even uh, we have a family property. It's it, they're a nuisance. They even pay you to shoot coyote there. You turn in their their paws, or they this they did like three years ago. I don't know if that's still a fact, but you could turn in the paws, and they'd pay you like ten bucks a paw or something like that. Yeah, I think there's a certain license you can get to to, to, to do that. Uh, there is our coyote problem is, is bad, too. We're really close to having a mountain lion problem, which I personally do not want to have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we did do some um, – we shot some mountain lions, too, when we were out there. In Texas, really? Oh, yeah, that's 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 fun. It was rare uh, when we were with Nick, and uh, we saw a couple, and he got, he got one. He shot like – it's like an 800-yard shot. He took one down across a river. I was like, well, that's just a cool story, then. Yeah. yeah he's, I, he's a good I'll shot. I'll have to introduce you to Nick. That'd be great. He's local? Well, I mean, he's in Texas. Um, he's Texas, boy? <laughs> you know, t- Texas is as big as a lot of countries. So. <laughs> that's very true. Uh-huh. That's very true. He's local to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's, you got four different states within Texas, too. So. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Am I back on um, our screen or am I still screenshotting? Yeah, I see. Okay, good deal. Good deal. So, um, AccuFire, the website is AccuFireTech.com. And you guys are on Instagram? Yeah, anywhere you go, AccuFireTech, you'll find us. Instagram, YouTube, it's uh, uh, on Facebook, everywhere you look, you know, look for that, that, the shield, and that's us. Very cool. Very cool. So Leadheads, go and uh, show them some love. Follow them on the Instagrams. Let them know you heard about them here on the Talking Lead podcast. And um, the the traditional scopes, I think you guys will like them. Now, I haven't tried them out yet. I mean, just disclaimer here, guys. I've not tried any of these out yet. Uh, I am going to get hands-on with one of the with thermal. Thermals. So I'll have some good uh, good data for you guys in the next couple of months here. So um, I'm yeah, looking well, forward to it. L- really looking forward to it, man. Well, and when you get you an LPVO for one of your AKs, try to figure out which one of your AKs in the background you the LPVO back there. Okay, okay. So talk about that. Talk about the LPV. Is it got a 7.62 but 3.9 BDU? It doesn't have the BDU for 7.62 uh, you know, they're they're all based off of. Right now, we're all based off the of 77 grain 223, but you know, I'm sure if someone has been doing that for a while, you understand that you can make those adjustments pretty right, easily, right? Um, so we uh, we do have though is uh, you know all of our all of our, our uh, scopes are actually rated for 50 cal, so they're all 50 cal rated. Um, so the ability to to throw this on on anything really sitting around down range. You know, especially something like what you're holding right there in your hand, you know, so, something what you're holding right now, you put the one to eight on that, you can sit around without a problem, you know. I had you know, a one to eight on this uh, uh, during hunting season, so. Did you? Yeah, it's so I, I hunt with this. Uh, and I'm holding up for those listening. This is the ODS Aqua Defense Solutions 1775 AK-47. Now, I've just got a red dot on it right now um, when I'm not hunting season. I just run it with the red dot. Beautiful. Uh, but, you know, accuracy, you talk about, um, you know, your AR, you, you use it for your, your your precision rifle shooting. You could take this and you could use this. It's that accurate. 
You know, I have to be honest. I've only I've only spent time behind a, a few AKs, um, and every time I've shot them, I've, I've loved them. I got to meet, uh, and I feel really bad. I cannot remember his name right now. I think it's uh, Jim Fuller. Jim Fuller. Fuller Custom. Yeah. Yep. We got to meet him in Arizona, um, and he got to, we got to see his shop, and my God, the, the stuff that guy makes is it works of art. He's the American uh, godfather of the AK-47, baby. Nicest guy ever met. He, he, he was so happy just to show us everything he had, and everything <laughs> he had was beautiful. Yeah. So, Great dude. He's been yeah. on the AK corner a couple times. Uh, I was, I was going to try to get him for this AR versus AK um, segment, but he's so busy right now. He just uh, started that new company in Arizona. He moved to Arizona and started yeah. uh, started his deal there. So Fuller Custom Fuller Phoenix Phoenix Phoenix. I have one of the Fuller shirts. Phoenix Phoenix uh, Fuller something like yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we met him and Travis. We went out there to go up to. Uh, we just happened to stop by. He was Travis and Jim walked us around, showed us everything. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, I had both of them on uh, one episode. It was that was pretty amazing. <laughs> But that would have been perfect well, to get is, him, uh, Travis, and uh, and Jim on for the uh, AK. And then get uh, you can get you know uh, are you familiar with Triarc? I've heard of Triarc. What remind me what they do? So they're they're ARs. That's who they build. This is this is one of theirs. This is their logo right here, right here. Um, okay, out of Texas, I take it. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Yeah. So their thing is gas tuning. Their gas tuning, their ARs are some of the flattest, fastest things that, I mean, they're just, they're, we, you know, they're sewing machines. Everything about them is smooth. So it'd be cool to maybe get them, if you could get them and Jim, uh, you know, side by side, it'd be interesting to see what, uh, what comes out of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's coming up. We're going to do the AR versus the AK. Going to go get the pros and cons of both sides. We're going to get two teams. I don't know how many we're going to have on each team yet. Maybe maybe three people on each team, maybe four people on each team. I'm going to be the moderator. Uh, it's going to be a fun show, so that's going to be on this month's AK Corner, Leadheads. Make sure you tune in for that. Um, what about Red Dots? You guys got any plans to do Red Dots? We do. So I'll tell you that some of the things we have coming out. We, have, uh, we do have a Red Dot we'll have. So – by Christmas this year, we'll either have in production or uh, uh, pre-sale uh, Red Dot, a 640 core thermal, and then we'll actually have our pre-O line, our traditional optics, which are going to be basically our next level, uh, really high-end glass. Uh, but we, yes, we will have a Red Dot uh, very soon. We actually have a really cool spotting scope. It's a digital spotting scope we'll have out soon, too. Oh, cool. Does your um, – so, I don't think we talked about this, but does do your – uh, digital, your thermals or your night visions, do they do distance? 500 yards. So our night vision, the, the Noctis series have, uh, basically we, we didn't talk about this, I guess. You got a range finder on them? No, well, there's a range finding bracket. Now. So you put in a, uh, white tail deer, it knows that the known height of a average known height of a white tail deer from ground to shoulder. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that's in there. But also, so basically, if you look at our Noctis series as a as a computer, and you go to the range, you put in, you sight in at 50 yards, you change to 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. If you can put in general dopes and zeros for those, um, it will put on an eyeball to 500 yards, wherever, whatever distance. You actually dial the distance in the scope. It does all the math for you, and you just hold and shoot. Um, so out to 500 yards, both of those will do the, the math for you if you take the time to – 
put in the work at the range, right? Nice. Very good. Yeah, I would like to see a, a range finder from you guys. That would be that would be nice. We are. I think probably next year we'll have a range finder, um, and I'm hoping maybe some. Uh, I would like. I would like to have some uh, smart uh, binoculars out next year. Um, but uh, so that, that's. I think next year we'll have something. Hopefully, at Shot Show we'll have something for that. Okay. Nice. So that's that's, that's pretty ambitious. That's just a few months away. Well, hey, if we can release six new products from nothing, I'm sure we can do two or three, uh, <laughs> two or three by, between now and then. So uh, we, we've got a good team, man. We, we don't sleep very much, and we have a lot of you know, 2 a.m. calls because one of us has an idea, but it's been, uh, man, exciting and the best best ride I've been on in my in my short you know professional experience. Um, I could not be happy with my team and my company. It's been, yeah, so you guys uh, been are like great. four years old, somewhere around four years old right. or so? Based out of Texas? Yeah, we're based in North Central Texas. We're in uh, Carrollton, Texas, which is basically Dallas. We live all over. <clears throat> you know, a lot of us drive about 80 miles or so to get to the office, but we are based in Dallas, Texas. Nice. So as far as the technology goes um, with the, you know, the, the thermal, the night vision, um, what can you talk about that that goes into yours? What, what kind of technology are you using for that? Um, so yeah, that's, that is kind of our, our secret sauce, right? What, what I'll, I'll tell you, so what we do is, and it's no, it's no secret that there are only a few thermal core manufacturers in, in the world, right? So most of your companies are going to be using the same, same general cores. What we do is take those and we tweak them, right? We say, all right, how can we make it better? How can we change out this resistor and change this processor here? And we just make all of our changes. And that's what really makes our stuff different than everybody else is that we're not just taking what we're being sold. We're taking that and making that better. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not just taking the super. We're taking the super, putting all the bells and whistles on it. And then we're going to put it to market. That's what takes us a little bit longer. Um, so that is, that's kind of one of the things is we're basically tweaking what's with already there to make it faster and better. Yeah. Right. And then taking display screen that no one else is using as well too. So are there uh, some sort of government regulations as far as what you guys can talk about with your optics or not because i was i invited yes. another um night optic company to come on the show and they they basically cited that you know it's illegal for us to come on and talk about our product i was like okay uh, that sounds stupid I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't like i, I think always classified or i can't talk about that Here's what, here's what, from my understanding, and you know, and I understand our, talking we, about like you said, secret sauce yeah. stuff, you know, in-house. Yeah, no, stuff. The, uh, so in-house stuff is one thing that you, you know you don't really certain manufacturer of this. And you're like, oh, I know that guy was making that. Maybe I can get it from him too, right? So that's kind of stuff. But the flip side, there are things that you can say that can be uh, just make things more difficult for the manufacturing process. And I've learned that just you know being around the right people and having the right conversations. So. You do have to be careful what you say because uh, there's one there's there's haters out there. They're gonna like, oh caught that. They're gonna go make phone calls. Yeah, I, and I get I that. Know. You know, I get that. But as far as citing that, oh, well, you know, it's government regulations. We can't come on and talk about. This sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. So. <laughs> yeah. No. If if they are America, uh, and maybe they're a government contractor maybe, too. You know, maybe that has something to maybe. do. With it. I don't know. You know, maybe it's just my, it's my cynic game. Every time someone says something, especially in our space, like, oh, I can't talk about it, it's classified. Knowing the, all the people that I do know that have done the real secret squirrel shit, right? And they say something, I'm like, mm, 
you're full of shit, you know? Yeah. And that's, I shouldn't do that, but it's kind of like my first go-to. I'm like, yeah. You well, that was the vibe I was getting to. It's just like, just say you don't want to yeah. do the show, you know? If you don't want to do the show, just say it. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me some bullshit. I, man, I said no to a lot of shows before this, before really, because man, I, one, we didn't have anything to sell. I don't like, I don't like marketing things I don't have. I hate yeah, absolutely. Stuff. And that makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. but this is a this is a very well known company, you know that established yeah. and been doing it for years and uh, whatever. Anyway, I just want to run that by you. It's like, okay, you're not yeah. breaking any kind of you know laws or violating. I'm not putting your company in jeopardy by having you on here, are, are we? Yeah. No, 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 no. And that's that would be uh, no. Okay, good. It, no, we're good. Thank, but thanks for checking in. <laughs> As we're you know almost two hours into this, then I check. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a lot. It's like, oh, sorry, man. Never mind. We can't talk about this. Yeah. Can the no, show? No, but man, once again, man, I can't thank you enough for having us on in such short. No, days. absolutely, I, man. Really this has been. To have you come to Texas and go hard with us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting that one and and trying it out. And yeah, uh, if you've got some hunts or something. Speaking of, you do have a hunt coming up. Um, we do tomorrow. We leave at four thirty tomorrow morning. Talk uh, about we're it. Taking our, yeah, we're taking our crew who've been working their ass off in the past two years. We are we're taking them on our first helicopter hog hunt tomorrow. <sighs> uh, so we're actually gonna, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, uh, we've got the GoPro mounts. They have new 360 GoPro mounts. We're gonna put on the helmets. We uh, we've been working with the guys at Hardhead uh, Hardhead Veterans, and we've got this rig set up. So I'm hoping we get some really cool footage. Of uh, you know, just lightning as a pig. But here's the thing: I don't know if you've been following the weather, it's been raining for about three months in Texas, so we could get rained out tomorrow. Last two days here, it's been really coming a, a downpour. But yeah, hopefully you'll get some good weather. Are you gonna are you gonna try to do a night one also? No. So typically with helicopters, you do that in the day just for safety reasons. Yeah. Uh, but no, we'll yeah we'll be doing that in the day. You just kind of you kind of round them up and you chase them in. Are you going to be using which scope? You going to be using the one you got right there? Is that going to be yours? You going to use the this one to eight? I'll be running this with the OSS can, and we will. Uh, you know, we might depending on how how good it gets, and you get to where there's a lot of pigs, we might bring the shotguns out just because you know why not? Uh, I haven't have heard of the shotguns from the helicopter. Yeah, if you get close enough, you get a shot a good shotgun, especially a three gun set up with some slugs. You're they're you're dropping them. You're, nice. They're gonna you're gonna roll them. So this will be your first one. It is my first one too. Yeah, it's uh it's actually everybody except for Ann Lee's uh, uh first hunt. Sweet, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So yeah, yeah definitely, I'm about it. definitely. Let me know how that goes. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll be seeing some pictures from the from the chopper tomorrow. Yeah, do that. Do that. All right. So um, I've got this line of questions that I ask. People's first time on the show. I call it New Guy, New Guy, New Guy. Sometimes a girl. Questions. Because we have females on the show too. So. We can't exclude them. So, Brandon, you mentioned earlier that you were a vet. So, talk about a little bit about your uh, military background. Yeah, I, I'm a geek, man. Outdoor tech geek. My Instagram handle. I've been a geek since day one. Um, I, so I actually joined the Air Force, uh, and I was an avionics, working in communication navigations on some of the heavy aircraft. Uh, you know, uh, it was a good time. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed. You know, I, my entire family's military. My entire life, you're gonna be military. I actually thought I was gonna be a marine up until the very last moment. 
moment and joined the Air Force because of some jobs I wanted to try out, right? So uh, they got me, uh, and I became, uh, you know, an airman. And I'm super, super proud of being part of the Air Force. It's fun to give each other so much tell about it. So, so that's kind of how you got involved with this tech stuff? With the yeah, Air you Force? Know, so, you know, I, I did that. I went to work in semiconductors for a little bit. Uh, you know, I worked for Texas Instruments. I worked for Intel, uh, going back to the geek stuff. Um Realized it too boring for me, and then I went into just uh, kind of the entrepreneurs and starting businesses, and went into tech startups, and uh, you know did pretty well there. That's kind of what led me to actually. My wife introduced me to Acupire from a meetup event. She met someone out because she's oh, also cool. uh, a CEO. So yeah, very cool. So uh, how many years do you serve? Uh, four. So uh, six years, and then uh, total. So I did six years total. Okay. Well, thank uh, for your uh, service. Appreciate My that. My pleasure. I've a beautiful Fairchild Air Force Base in Spokane, Washington. Probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I missed it up there. Did you go overseas? Yeah, I went to Kyrgyzstan a couple times. Uh, Manas, Kyrgyzstan, which is kind of a hub for the refuelers over there that are help, kind of helping out with uh, the forward operating stuff. Uh, it was a really interesting place to live. So I uh, learned a lot of Russian and Chinese at the same time and met some really uh, interesting people. So it was a cool place to be. Are you originally from Texas? I am born and raised uh, uh, just north of uh, Dallas in a suburb called Garland. I grew up uh, right there, you know, okay. big, uh, big football school. So you're probably born with a, a gun in your hand then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as, I, as long as you know, it's kind of what you do. Is you, you, you know, you go hunt with your 30-30, get knocked out of a tree, you get laughed at, you know. Uh, yeah, that's what we grew up hunting and fishing and doing all that stuff. What's your earliest uh, recollection um, of shooting a firearm? was it was my very first gun I ever shot I was eight years old it was my grandfather's 30 30 a lever action and I remember it hurting really bad uh, <laughs> I was in a tree stand at a deer uh, it threw me out uh, so yeah it was that was the uh, first rifle I remember shooting um, and I remember <clears throat> oddly enough after all that first thing I thought about was like I want to do that again you know <laughs> so, yeah. uh, do it again uh, do it again uh, yeah, you could never shoot it up. It, you know, how many rounds we shoot at the at the Iraq Veteran eight eighty eight range day, right? What two hundred fifty thousand rounds and still all of us were like, Hey, can we shoot some more? You know? Oh yeah. It's so, like we're out. What yeah. what happened? But yeah, was, well that's uh, why they're gonna do it again in October. Did you see that? We'll be there. Yep. Well, I told Brandy we are we're there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just got that the other day. Um and I wanna show everybody what I got, the the swag bag. Uh, I said oh, I was yeah. gonna do it last episode. So I'll do it this episode when we get through this uh, this line of question, and uh, I think I'll give it away. I think I'm going to give it away to one of our listeners, and uh, I'm going to come up with a uh, a good way for somebody to to win that. Uh, but you're going to like it. It's got I think it's got a lot of cool stuff. I've not even looked at it yet, so I don't know what's in it. I've just heard people talk. What's what's in there? You showed one. You had you got a grip or something. Yeah, so I'll show it. Um, a mean grip. Yeah, the, the mean grip. Yeah, it's a. So AR grip there. Yeah. It's a. I think I said it's thinner than I'm used to, but the tactility of it, it's it's a nice grip. I'm actually pretty excited to run through its paces this weekend. Do you got a storage? On the helicopter, actually. There you go. What's that? Do you got storage in the in the bottom of it, or is it just it hollow? Does not have storage. Yeah, it's, it's hollow. Just uh, hollow. It's, it's not. It's not as wide. Uh, but yeah. It's, uh, we'll see how it works out. If not, okay. it's back to the, the mag pool. Cool. So you were around eight. Is that what you said when you shot your the thirty thirty? Yep. That was, was your grandpa's. Eight, uh, I, I, it was my grandpa's with my uncle. Yep. 
Okay. Um, is your grandpa still alive? No, he no, no, he died right around that time. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Special. I was going to say, do you still have access to that that thirty thirty? No, I don't. So that's the thing too, you know. With uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't really have access to a lot of my childhood stuff, uh, which would you know would have been kind of cool. Uh, most, I would say, ninety percent of my collection is stuff that I've I've gotten in my adult life. And my actually, I'd say in the past probably twenty, you know, being in the military and also moving around a lot, I didn't really. There's no reason to have guns at the time, yeah. know, especially being avionics. I just didn't need it. Uh, so I had my Glock that I carried everywhere, my 1911, you know, a couple of my, my great grandfather stuff. But other than that, uh, everything now is all the, the new stuff. And of course, it's like everybody else. I can't help but keep swapping and trading, swapping and trading. So, <laughs> what uh, was the first gun thinking. that you bought for yourself that you spent your hard-earned money on? Oh, uh, it was a Taurus Millennium Pro. Uh, it was the first thing I bought. Uh, it, it, and I had a couple of Glocks given to me, but the first gun I bought. I mean, I just wanted a good budget carry gun. I went by a Taurus Millennium Pro 45, and it was uh, it was a lot to handle. It was a lot to handle. <laughs> do you still have it? <laughs> I do. Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's somewhere in the in the gun room behind me. But yeah. There you go. You'll always uh, hold on to that one because that was the first one, right? Yep, it was. And my my first rifle that I actually bought for myself that was it was a Tika 270. Uh, it was a Tika T3 270. Yeah. And, uh, I remember that with a little Nikon 3 by 9 by 40. And I was, I was proud as I killed, killed a deer with thing. It'll do deer. work, man. It'll do, it'll do all the work you need it to. Yeah. I mean, everything you need in Texas is what they say. <laughs> so when it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to, um, movie, TV show, music, maybe it's a magazine, maybe it's something on yeah. social media or something like, like that, just to kick back. And relax and just zone. You know, I have a. I'm a, I'm a movie person. Actually, uh, if you can see our house, I, we built a. I just I can watch movies all day. Uh, yeah. I can quote movies. I've got a movie problem. True story. I met my wife on a movie set. Uh, there was a brief time in my life I wanted to be a stuntman, and I tried to be a stuntman, and that's how I met my wife. <laughs> you trying to be a stuntman? Yeah. Tell yeah, the story. Yeah. I want to hear this. Oh man. Uh, so. Uh, Long story short, you know, we were the show The Fall Guy back when you know we were younger uh, with, with Lee Majors. Lee Majors, yeah, show. the Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. I used to watch that. Exactly. Heather, what was the blonde chick? Um, oh, uh, wasn't it Heather something? Heather Locklear. Yeah, yeah. Is it Heather Locklear? Heather Locklear, yeah, she yeah. was bad. Mm, bad to the bone. My wife's name is Heather. True story. Uh, so, um, anyway, so I saw that all my life. Like, you know, I want to be a stunt man. Met a couple stunt uh, stunt people just throughout different random encounters uh went to a stunt school met a few guys um and then moved back to texas and did some westerns uh the first western i did i fell hurt my neck that's where i met my wife she was a production assistant uh and that was basically the beginning and the end of my stunt career when i broke my neck on the first movie that i ever did oh Um, damn yeah but uh but it was a good time and i've done a few uh yeah there it is uh, I've done a few uh, small, uh, you know, short films and stuff like that along the way. What was the name for, of the movie? The uh, the one that I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's called. Uh, I think it's called Hell's Fury. Now it was called Reach for the Sky. Um, but that, what I was saying is that I'm a huge Western fan, right? So the, the, to be able to be in a Western, that's it right there. That's actually I'm on the. Co- I made the 
made a cover of that one. Oh yeah. See me? Yeah, that's uh, see the guy right there. Yeah, that's me. This one. That's 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 my mug right there. Let's see if I can make it yeah. bigger. <laughs> Do you yeah, get royalties so, for that? <laughs> well, man, that movie made I would say negative money. Um, it was the guy. <laughs> they had to pay people to go see it. Huh? <laughs> oh, it was awful. Man. Uh, it was fun though. But you know, I met my wife on that. But uh, let's just say, is my favorite movie of all time is actually a movie called Open Range because I love westerns. Um, so that's and for someone who you know, I can watch that movie. Uh, Kevin Costner, Robert, Robert Duvall. You know, it's just. I've probably it, seen it, it, that. Oh. Yeah. It, so here's, here's, you know, you know, I love about Westerns and all, you know, all gunslinger, all gunfighter action movies. There's the, the, the end of, there's a two, the, the main good guy and the main, you know, the, the bad guy's right hand is the badass fighter. You know, there's always this big fight scene. Right. In this movie, spoiler alert, right. You have uh, Kevin Costner walks up to the, their guy. I think his name was Rico. And he says, hey, are you the man that is right before the big gunfight, right? Right. It's almost like right before OK Corral, you know, uh, Doc Holliday walking up to somebody. He said, are you the man that killed my friend? He said, yeah, I shot your dog, too. No action, no words, no no, no trash talking. Kevin Costner just clears the leather, puts that barrel to his head, and pulls the trigger. I'm like, that is how it should be. No, no run your mouth. And they just <laughs> just throw down. No them. warning. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's the way it should be. You shoot my friend. I sure did. All right. You're dead. You yeah, know? I don't need any other explanation. That was the end of the conversation. So anyway, so uh, Open Range is the one movie that I, I tend to watch a lot, and of course, Boondock Saints, just because generational and it's, it's right. Yeah, that's a great movie. Horrible, horrible, everything about it is awful as far as the tactical aspects of it, but it's a good movie. You know what? I started um, watching again. What's that? Justified. That's actually a pretty good series. I haven't watched it in in years, and I just started watching it again uh, from episode one the other day. I think I'm like on six or seven right now of season one, but I forgot how good that was. <laughs> Did you watch The Shield? I haven't. I haven't done that yet. I've heard that's a great series too. That's one of my favorites, just because Michael Chiklis. You know, the thing about that is it actually. Uh, it, it, Usually when they wrap a series, they don't wrap it. It's usually awful. They wrap this one, in my opinion, really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that and then uh, music, man. I am, uh, I am, I'm a. Uh, I hate to admit this in, in public, but I'm actually a choir nerd. So music is is. Uh, I just love music. Uh, good. Any good music, I'll listen to it. I don't have a genre I listen to. And I listen to. I like uh, variety. I'm I'm variety yeah. on my music. I like a little bit of everything. Everything from death metal to James Taylor, you know, it's it's all oh, yeah. Barbara Streisand, man. I even listened to it. Yeah, absolutely. Why yeah. not? You with know? the Bee Gees, uh, that one she sang with, uh, uh, what's his name, the Bee Gees uh, dude. Uh, that was good. I can't remember what it is right I, now. I can hear his voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Barry Gibb. Right Barry, I think it was Barry. Barry Gibb, thank you. What? That's Barry Gibb. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, um, and then uh, you asked something else on that one too. Uh, food, Mexican food, obviously, because I'm Texan. I, actually, I just like food. We eat a lot of food in our office. We, uh, we always try to find the best restaurant. I'm glad you brought up food because I don't normally ask people about uh, the food. Oh, I, I'm always thinking about food, I guess. Yeah, it's, every time we go somewhere, we do research. As a matter of fact, we were at the range day. We drove uh, 30 to 45 minutes every day to find food uh, somewhere close to the range day so we could try some new food out. Something new. Did you find anything interesting? 
Yeah, and you know, I wish I, I as soon as you asked that, I went blank. But we found a restaurant place. It was about thirty miles away, or thirty minutes away. And I can't think of the name of it, um, but it was actually really good. It was in a really nice town, and it was I can't think of the name of it. My life tonight. We stayed in, um, I think it was Anderson, just across the okay. border uh, in South Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we, did you, were you on the lake? Yeah, we stayed on the lake. Like it's like a, just about all of us stayed on the lake. We should uh, next year all get together and throw a big party. Or October, October, going back in October. We fished. Yeah, we'll be there. We fished a lot when we were there. Yeah, so my buddy uh, has a house there, and they've got a boat, and they do all that. And when we come up every year, we stay there uh, with them. That's so nice. uh, makes it yeah makes it convenient and nice. But we we I can't remember where we ate, but it was some local restaurant there, and we ordered it um, for takeout. And they had like seafood, steaks, everything. You get anything you wanted. Really? Yeah, it was it was really good. Kind of like a mom and pop kind of place, but yeah, it was good. the best. It was primo. All right, next question: Is there or has there been maybe a, a firearm or piece of kit or just anything that maybe you're a bit ashamed to admit that you own? Taurus Millennium Pro. <laughs> that's not no, a, that's kidding. not as bad as some as some of her. Um, you know, not not really. I mean, I've got some. I've got some. So the thing about it is, I really don't want to talk crap about any of the manufacturer. I don't really. I've got some things that I don't necessarily take out of the bags they're in. Just they're there for emergencies. Yeah. Um. Uh. My wife has a little twenty five. It's pure chrome uh, that stays in the truck. So I'm pretty ashamed of that, which because it's pure chrome. That's a, uh, that's a toss gun. It's, it's fun to shoot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a fun little pop gun to shoot. That's that's probably my wife's 25. That's probably the one I'm most. So for the longest, open the box for the longest, that. I was embarrassed or ashamed to admit that I collected GI Joes. Why? That's amazing. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. You like. Mixed company, you just don't. Hey, I collect. I don't anymore. I used to. I had. I had like one of the largest GI Joe collections um, in in the United States. How about the nineties or the seventies? The the eighties, nineties, the three and three quarter inch. Oh, the good ones. Yeah, I talked about it last episode. So go back, Leadheads, listen to that, and oh. you can talk about. Oh. I actually I had a GI Joe issue myself. So, uh, but obviously, I didn't collect them. I blew mine up and did stupid stuff. Well, I did that when I was younger. And it was just yeah. the fact that it was there was a whole lot more made than I was ever made aware of, you know, like yeah. like a seven foot. Did you know there was a seven foot aircraft carrier that they made? No. <laughs> yes. Yes. So when I got older, you know, when I was in my twenties, when I was in my twenties, I discovered this, and I was like, I gotta have this stuff. So yeah. I made it my mission to have everything that they ever made in multiples. I had three aircraft carriers. <laughs> that's really cool though, at man. one time yeah have you seen the uh the gi joe psa spoofs uh it's been a while yeah i highly recommend going looking those up like yeah there's some it's it's you know this is back in the early days of uh, viral videos and memes yeah and is this where they used the actual figures and they were doing the yes, yes. no no no. These were, no no these are the old gi joe uh, cartoon psas they used to have but they've got right? spoofs on them they dub over them. Yes. Oh, I haven't seen those. I got to see that. You, it's worth every. It's get. Just be ready for the next couple hours of laughter. 
Okay, I'm going to do that. It's super inappropriate. Super inappropriate. My, that's my favorite. That's a yeah. rabbit hole. I'm writing that down. Very cool. All right, so what is your next? It's like, this is on my list right now. As soon as I get the opportunity, I'm going out and I'm buying it. Oh, that one, that, uh, man, that's, that's a challenge. So it's between right now, I'm more likely, uh, I've been working uh, with some people. I'm probably going to be getting a six, five gas gun. Um, just for, uh, I, I want to make that my new pig gun and I, mm-hmm. I'm real big about Grendel or Creedmoor. Creedmoor. Okay. Uh, I would like to, and, and the reason for that is I want to be able to shoot distance with it as well. I like multifunctional, you know, I want to go, you know, three gun with this and go shoot pigs. I want to go PRS match and then go shoot pigs. So that's where I'm kind of trying to go after. Um, so I'm thinking that'll be it. Also, frankly, and Lee got one. I got to shoot it. I'm like, crap, now I need one too. So uh, I'm thinking a 6.5 gas gun will probably be my next purchase. Okay. Um, yeah. Is this one you're going to build yourself or you're going to get a pre-manufactured one? Um, it depends. We're talking to a couple people that are working on something. We might let someone build one for us. Uh, that's one of the fun things about being in the industry is getting to meet people that are working on Absolutely. Cool stuff and, you know, yeah. Collaborations, man. Collaborations. It's the best thing. It's all about all, God knows we're all broke. <laughs> so I've got this um, – I've got this AR that's got, uh, it's called the LEO system. And it's one of those where you can, it's a quick barrel change adapter. And you can pop off one, put in the other if it requires a bolt change and you change the bolt, you know, whatever. Uh, But I've got one set up for uh, 5.56, 300 blackout, and 6.5 Grendel. Have you looked at the six, I believe it's the six mil, six millimeter arc or six five arc? Have you looked at that yet? Mm-mm, no. So it's a new round they developed, uh, from my understanding, specifically for hog hunting and for, for kind of stuff like that, but it's using the AR 15 frame, uh, uh, six five Grendel cartridges with just a different barrel, but from my understanding, significant amount more knockdown um, huh. than, uh, than what they currently have. Uh, we I mean, the Grendel does pretty thing. damn good. <laughs> it does I think the thing with Grindle is you lose speed and distance pretty quickly where this one you still keep that out to you know you still keep that impact or that you know kinetic energy out to distance you know out from our thing to a thousand yards it's called the arc arc A-R-C okay and I can't remember if it's 6.5 or 6 millimeter arc uh, but uh, yeah some of the guys at Hornady were telling us about it. well let's just do this right quick let's see if that's it Hornady 6 millimeter it's like it says six yeah. six millimeter arc. That's it. Yep. Let's see what they say about it here. Yeah, that looks like a a Grendel. Am I, is my screen still shared? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm reading it right now. Yeah, I'll have to look into that one. I'm not familiar with it. Here it is. Here's a good comparison right here. It's got the six five, oh, the three oh eight, and the two two three. The velocity comparison. Very cool. Good tip. So Leadheads, if any of you are familiar with the six millimeter arc, shoot me an email, talking at gmail.com. Uh, and let me know what you know about it if you've tried it out. Be curious. Yeah, I'm that over to me I'm interested too. Where I'm definitely intrigued by this. We, uh, I don't know how much can be shared, but there are uh, uh, there are just some cool stuff over there. All right, next question. Money be damned, laws be damned. What would you own? Anything? Hmm. No limits. What? Just one, 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 one thing to rule them all. Whatever it leads to. <laughs> What's what just popped you know, in your head? Something just popped in your head. I could tell. So what was yeah, it? 
I've, I've always, I really, I want a short barrel suppressed Benelli uh, uh, M4. It's, it's something I've always wanted. I've seen a couple of them. And it's just something about that to me just would be the perfect gun to do anything I needed to do. Think bigger. Think bigger. Laws be damned. Money be damned. Uh, Sky's the limit. You could own anything and you're going to buy Benelli? Come on. You could go out and buy one of those today, dude. (laughs) Oh, man, that's easy then. A fully fully armored Land Cruiser. Fully armored Land Cruiser, fully stocked, snorkel, armored front to back. Uh, maybe even if you have some some mounted uh, turrets on the back too. Nice. Uh, I've worn a Land Cruiser for a while, and a fully armored one would be a dream come true. Uh, so maybe one day, Active Fire does one real well. So that'll be my retirement gift to myself. <laughs> Very good. There you go. I like that. That's a good answer. Would you do like a, a brand new one, or would you do like a certain year that you like better? And for it, money be damned, I'd probably go with a brand new one. Go brand new one? You wouldn't kit out like an old 70s one and just make it just badass as hell? I mean, that would be great, but I can be comfortable. If I'm rich, why not be comfortable too, right? There you go. There you go. Why, <laughs> why make it a Land Cruiser? Why not just get a a tank? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's a good answer. I like that. Are you a, are you a motorhead also? You get into vehicles? A little bit. Uh, a little bit, not as much as I like to. Uh, my everybody on my team are actually really big uh, forerunner guys. We got a couple of Gen Four and Gen Three guys, and they're deep in that industry. Uh, I had an '88 K5 Blazer I just sold, so uh, oh, I've always sweet. had. Yeah, I miss it a lot. I put a three three stroker motor into it, and it was that was going to be my baby, but you know, Active Fire became my baby and got rid of that. Yeah, um, and I'd like to own a you know late '60s uh, actually. Either a late 60s Bronco, maybe early 70s uh, International. Again, I had an International Scout 2, two for a while. I love that. Sweet. I love those old, old. you know, they're just, they're tanks. Man. My dad had one of those growing up. Um, scout? Yeah, old International Scout. I think it was like a, yeah. it had to have been 70-something. I don't know. Yeah. But great, we man. took it everywhere, man. We went on places that didn't have roads you know, made our own roads. And yeah, I mean, you're talking ruts that were, you know, taller than I was at the time, you know, three feet or bigger. And we're just going through it and it, handling it. No problem. <laughs> yeah. It is. And it, it wasn't comfortable, but it was, you know, no, it gets you no, through it. Blazer was not comfortable. My kids loved it. My kids loved that thing. Oh, hell yeah. Well, nowadays with the technology and all the stuff that you can do to them. Uh, yeah. If I if I had that one, I would I wouldn't restore it to original. I would beef it up. I mean, I would oh, put yeah. a nice yeah. plush interior in there because it was like sitting on a um, a milk crate. <laughs> it was yeah. yeah, exactly. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it's got to modernize it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, last question. All right. If you could spend the day at the range with anyone. Any group of people, fictional, dead, still alive, who would it be? You know, this was kind of, it might be silly to a lot of people, but uh, mine's always been, because uh, where I live to, uh, George Bush Jr., or W, you know, he drive, he, he's a big mountain biker. He lives in this area. So I've always, if I ran to him, I would grab a beer with him. So I think if I could spend a day at the range with him, uh, I it, it's, 
nothing political. I just had a few runs with him. He just seems like a guy I'd like to get to know and just yeah. spend time with him. You know, and maybe grab he a does seem like he'd be fun to hang out with. He does. And there, I just so much I want to know. You know, it's like, man, how do you deal? You know, just a, a lot of stuff outside of politics. I just, uh, I would like to, I think, spend the day with him at the range. We'd be a good time. Good answer. That's the first time anybody said W. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he's a, I'm a Texas Rangers fan, too. So, uh, I probably have something to do Doesn't with he him. own them? Is he still on them? He used to. He used to. Not anymore. He just, I think he still goes to a lot of games, but he's no longer, uh, from my saying, no longer on I got you. I got you. Yeah. I hadn't heard from him in a while. I wonder what he's up to. No, he's an artist now. I think he's just kind of enjoying being an artist. Kind of like Hitler. Did you know Hitler was an artist? I look. Have you watched uh, Apocalypse Forty Five yet? Apocalypse Forty Five. It's about uh, it's about the Pacific War uh, in uh, in World War Two. It's really good. I highly recommend it. I did, we just I just watched it recently. I can't see it blurry. That says that's not it. I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, but what is it about again? So it's basically about the Pacific War, and, and for, it was basically to show that no matter what we did in that war, <clears throat> the Japanese would not surrender, right? And they would have fought. And it was, it's a and there's just a lot of really good footage from the from the Pacific conflict. Okay, uh, which is yeah, I like really like cool. docu series and things like that. Um, yeah, his, historical stuff that'd be a, that'd be a good one. Um, good yeah. I was gonna say something. Oh, I was gonna say so. Uh, I learned that through watching Justified. The last episode that I watched, um, the the villain guy was co- he collected um, Adolf Hitler art. Really? Yeah. That's funny. So I assume well, it's I'm correct. Sure I you down a rabbit hole. Uh, I figured you went down a rabbit hole of research on that after that one. <laughs> no, I didn't at all. I just watched uh, Justified and just took their word for it that uh, that he did. <laughs> but the dude was collecting it um, to burn it. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, he wasn't like a, a huge um, fan. He actually was the opposite. He hated it, and he wanted to get rid of all the stuff that Hitler did. Nah. So, anyway. So, there you go, man. <laughs> Brandon, you did it. You made it through the uh, Talking Lid podcast, made it through the, the new guy questions, but we've got one more one more for you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I promised you that we would do this. We want to bust a myth. Now... It's time for the Talking Lead Fact to Fight the Myths. So you've got a fact to fight the myth that deals with with uh, optics, thermals, night vision. So let's let's bust this myth and educate the uneducated. Well, I was thinking about this earlier. So I think the one thing, and this is specifically related to infrared uh, scopes. So one of the things that, that we have heard and that I've, I've, we've heard people say is that a good infrared scope will work at night on a full moon at any distance without a uh, infrared light, and that is not correct. Um, a lot of people say there's enough infrared light coming off of the sun from the moon that you can you can you know, see at night, and that is absolutely not correct. If you can see at night without infrared, that means you're using the tube or the white phosphorus style in, uh, night vision and those you can see mm-hmm. without an infrared light night. Now the, using an infrared li- night uh, light helps with that. It's like a spotlight, right? But you can see with tube night vision, but you can't use that during the day, right? So that's the biggest, I think, 
misconception is that infrared and night vision are the same thing, and they could not be further from the, the, the opposite. Now, infrared does help night vision is why sometimes I think that gets confused is because infrared does increase that, but night vision can work without infrared, and infrared cannot work without infrared, so, if that makes sense. Yep, absolutely. Right. So that is a, a great little nugget educating the uneducated here on Talking Lead for us to to wrap this up with. So, Brandon, one more time, give everybody uh, the location where they can go check out AccuFire, follow you guys on the social meds, all that good stuff. If you've got events coming up that you're going to be at, maybe they can attend and uh, meet you in person. Absolutely. So, uh, thing else will come out. We have OTOA, Ohio Tactical Officer Association, uh, the uh, NTOA, and then uh, all the Texas Trophy Hunter shows will be in all of those. Uh, and then obviously back at the Iraq Veteran uh, 888 uh, event in October. But anywhere you look, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, AccuFire Tech, uh, you can you can find us. You can reach out to me directly on Instagram. It's Outdoor Tech Geek. Um, if you have any questions, um, feel free to e- email us directly, info at AccuFireTech.com. Um, but that is us. Anywhere you see that logo, the AccuFire logo right there, that is us. Um, and, you know, feel free to reach out. If you call us, our, our, our number's on there. If someone does not answer that number, uh, or sorry, if someone's not at the office, that number goes right to my cell phone. So uh, feel free to give us a call and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take care of you if you have any questions about anything. Very cool. And here's their Facebook. Follow them on Facebook. If you're uh, watching on the YouTube channel, here's their Instagrams. I'm clicking on it right now. Damn it. Look at it. See that? Look, see that lever action? Is that not beautiful? Oh, look at that. Oh, we yeah. Whose is that? Uh, Wolf Prairie. We met them at Range Day, too. Oh, uh, I like that. Isn't that gorgeous? That's a takedown. Um, Who makes that? I, uh, there are a lot of people that they source that, but that Wolf Prairie, those guys are, I reached out to them. They were at the range day. Okay. Um, they, I don't think they, I met they, them. They they're sharp guys. Um, so I'm, we're really excited about doing some collabs with them to see what we can do. Cause that, I love that setup. Yeah. That thermal on there is sexy. I like that. It, it's something about that, you know, uh, you know, old meets new. Old, yeah. Old school. school with new tech. It kind of looks like something, uh, out of Star Wars, you know, where they took the old does, World War II yeah. guns and made them look does, futuristic. Yeah. That's kind of cool. The, the Mando's new weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Mando's new <laughs> rifle. I like that. Uh, and then you got uh, a YouTube channel also, and you've got some videos. Uh, sorry. Well, we're releasing new videos every week too. So Okay. Uh, you know, and we've got, we've actually got reviews coming out from Iraq Veteran 888. Uh, Mr. Guns and Gear, and also from uh, uh, Top Shot Dustin. Okay, cool. Then, Top Shot Dustin. Okay. Yeah, he's been on the show before. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. And also, uh, Forumar Ranch did one uh, that's a 36 minute review that is a highly, very, it's very detailed uh, review of the thermal and gives you all kinds of images and, uh, and pictures and all that good stuff as well. Who would say that name? Who did it? Forumar. Uh, uh, ranch it's not on our channel it's on his channel okay um but uh it's it's we're uh it's it's really good did he do um, the incendus 
he did the incendus. He did the incendus, and he put a lot of work into that into that uh, review, and I'm I'm really thankful for it. Nice. Did he um, do a um? Did he do an attachment, a video attachment to it, where he could record? He did. He also did some stuff through the lens itself. So he uh, used, I believe, a Tacticam, so you can see what it looks like. He got some good kill footage. Went nice. through the menu functions. He actually did a better job than we did, so I'm a little jealous. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious as to what he used because I'm going to want to hook uh, some kind of camera or something up to mine so I can record too. Yeah, well, uh, we've been using the 3D night vision. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good one, but I'll, I'll get you linked up with that. Okay, very cool. So you go, Leadheads. Check out AccuFire. Uh, definitely go uh, buy their products. Uh, you can do that through, uh, I guess you guys are at uh, dealers. Let's see a dealer locator here. Um, yeah, that's what you actually prefer that, you know, if you've got a, a, a local dealer, um, you know, reach out to us and, and have that dealer reach out to us. We'll make sure that dealer takes care of you in your first order. Uh, we're really big about, we want to build relationships with the dealers. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's going to be the best way for us to build uh, regional relationships as well too. So, you know, please do make introductions to your favorite dealer or someone you think should be carrying our stuff. And can they and buy through you direct? Absolutely. Yep. You can buy it directly from our website. Okay, so there you go, Leadheads. Uh, and we don't have a code set up with them yet, but maybe in the future we can uh, get a Leadhead uh, discount code set up with you guys. We can get that set up as soon as we get off the phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll definitely do that. Uh, but in the meantime, Leadheads, make sure you go and support all those companies that are making this show possible each and every week, sometimes more often. Uh, let me switch my camera back here to uh to the screen uh we've got um factory 47 we were talking about our ak corner they make all of our ak corner t-shirts hoodies uh and even the tumblers which i don't have my i'm usually drinking from my ak corner toner this is our normal talking lead leddy we call these leddies brandon uh, i see what you did there it's not for a snowflake it's you know, keep your drinks seconds colder than a then one of those Yetis, it's the talking Letty, <laughs> is what we call them. But uh, go to Factory47, it's F-A-K-T-O-R-Y-47.com. Use the code LEADHEAD, get 10% off our shirts. It's going to have this logo uh, on it. And then on the back, he's got all the uh, AK Factory like symbols and stuff on the back. It's really cool. It's two-sided print on the hoodies, T-shirts. Uh, and our mugs, and we even have women's shirts there too. Uh, Factory47.com. Seventeen seventy six United, which I'm wearing one of their shirts right now. Hashtag Guns Allowed. Move my microphone. Um, you can get cool I, shirts. I, I, I got a bunch of their patches. I, I really like those guys. Yeah, very very patriotic company. Seventeen seventy six United. They make our patches, the Leadhead Brigade patches. So you can go there and get those. And then, of course, they make our classic Talking Lead logo T-shirts. And they even have, they even have the Leadhead Brigade logo T-shirts at 1776united.com and use the code TALKINGLEAD. And it's all lowercase. You're going to get 20% off there at 1776united. Uh, and then Nemo Arms, one of our newest sponsors to the Talking Lead podcast. Nemo Arms makes very high-end rifles shotguns pistols they're doing suppressors uh, at nemo arms and you can use the code tl10 and you're going to get 10 percent off any of your purchase from nemo arms that includes their firearms which is pretty cool unheard of in today's time but 
Uh, they're shotguns. If you've not checked them out, uh, Brandon, go check them out. Nemo Arms. Heirloom quality uh-huh. shotguns there, man. Very nice, beautifully done, engraved shotguns that they've got. That's who I was pulling up as you were talking. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Nemo Arms. Check them out. They sent the the boat carrier group for the uh, 762 that I built. Um, so I'm excited to, to try that out. I still haven't had an opportunity to take it out. Um, you know, we had the trip to Georgia. It's been raining here. This, that, the other. We had the holiday this weekend. So uh, I haven't had an opportunity to take it out yet, but um, I am going I to. Like, I like what they have here. Right? <laughs> Oh, sorry. They got some 300 Win Mags on here. I think it would be really good for some uh, some fun. They are oh, the oh. first AR company to bring out the 300 Win Mag in an AR platform. I kind of wish I would not have found this. <laughs> well, I can introduce can I you. My answer earlier? Can I change my answer earlier to uh, what gun I'd like to buy next? There you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nemo Arms. They're beautiful, wow. man. Okay. They are absolutely beautiful. Uh, and then, of wow. course, Seal One, SealOne.net. For all your gun cleaning, lubrication, protecting needs, uh, go to sealone.net and use the code LEADHEAD for 25% off. And uh, go to their social meds on all of our sponsors' social meds. Follow them. Let them know how much you appreciate um, them sponsoring the show, making it possible. Mission First Tactical, missionfirsttactical.com. Uh, and again, in the earlier, I explained what's going on with them. Use the code LEADHEAD for 20% off. If it doesn't work, email me, talkinglead at gmail.com, and we'll make sure that we get you that 20% off any of their products there. Uh, and again, these discount codes are for non-sale like sale items and clearance items and stuff like that. But the regular price, you're going to get get the benefit of that discount code. Uh, Nutrient Survival, um, we had them on a few episodes ago. They've got some really good survival food. It's it's nutritious for you, and it tastes good too. Uh, 14 vitamins, 14 minerals, 9 amino acids, protein, omega-3, omega-6, fiber, 40 essential nutrients, so you're not just getting calories in their survival food. You're getting healthy, sustainable nutrition. Um, so great for long-term storage food, so for you preppers, this is ideal for that. They even have single serving packs or they have the big cans that you can uh, serve or serve. You can uh, store uh, quantities. Uh, but the stuff tastes good. I've tried it. I've tried all their stuff. They've got new flavors out that I haven't tried yet. You can go to their website, nutrientsurvival.com. Use the code LEADHEAD. Try to make it easy. Uh, LEADHEAD's pretty much across the board. 10% off uh, at Nutrient Survival. And I think that's all the codes we got uh, right now. If I miss some, you go to one of our sponsors, one of our friends of the show. If you don't, if Leadhead doesn't work or Talking Lead doesn't work, let me know. And we'll, if we don't have one, we'll try to get one set up. Um, and then, of course, Caltech for the NRA in Houston. You guys are going to be there, right? Hope so. Wait here back to the NRA. Okay. You should go anyway. You should just go to attend. Oh, we'll do that. Yeah, and then we'll you, can, you can hang out with us at the Caltech booth. Because they are going to be the official lead quarters uh, for the 2021 NRA hosting the uh, lead quarters. Our studio will be set up there. And we've got special shirts. We've got special dump trays with uh, new different logos. I showed the new logo that we're going to be using on the last episode with um, 
with Jason Spar. It's um, instead of this bullet, the bullet microphone that we've got there, we've got a Keltec P50. Uh, that's going to be uh, replacing that. And they've got this logo that we designed for them. It's going to be really cool shirts, uh, dump trays and all that that we're going to be giving away. So if you're there, come by. If we've got any left, we'll hook you up. But first come, first serve uh, as far as those go. Uh, but if you come, let me know, and I'll I'll pull you one back, Brandon. Sounds good, man. Pull you, pull you back a shirt. All right, Leadheads. That does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Until the next episode, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your fire on closer, your optic always sighted in. And use that thermal from AccuFire. Thanks, Lefty.